in the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at LawnProAK.com. Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegato's Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegatosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out at doubleshovelcider.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, there's one, there's one, there's one. Latecomer. Hey. Oh, there you go. There's two, there's two. That's the first call I've missed in a while. I opened mine too early. Get your game up. Yeah. Bootsy called for some H2O. Yeah. That water. That water twist. Yep. Yeah. That well, welcome to episode 1020 of the Alaska Wall Project podcast. Uh, this one's titled The Fall Roundup. We will be discussing what the plans are for all of us in August and September. We no, can't no, go no, too no. much for, further than that because there's a lot to squeeze in in August and September. If you thought that we were busy for June and July, just wait till you hear the yeah. August uh, yeah. fall roundup here. Yeah, it's just getting started. Yeah, there's a ton. There's a ton. Uh, first of all, thank you to all the Patreon members. Um, if you're not a Patreon member, you can go to patreon.com slash Alaska Wild Project. Um, $5 helps. $10 helps. Any little bit helps. A dollar helps. 
Um, all this stuff costs money. We're trying to put out as much content as we can for everyone. That's a really good way to support as well as alaskawildproject.com. We got the new camo uh, hats in. They're sick. They're coming yeah. out. They're real, selling real like good. crazy. Bootsy. Real good for the big boys with the tall heads. <laughs> real <laughs> good for the big boys <laughs> hey, with the tall heads. Second, uh, second button in is all good. You know, we talk about that old man uh, lingo. Yeah. Uh, five gallon gas can head. That's another oh, yeah. one that's a old oh, man thing. The it's old like, Codger, old Codger yeah, words. You got a five lingo. gallon gas can head. You got a giant head. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. So, <laughs> so some of the feedback we got on the previous hats were that they were for shallow heads or like less tall of a crown. Yes. And these ones are a bit They're perfect deeper. For me though, actually, those. Yeah. Well, th- that's the thing that you learn is like <laughs> you can never make every. Got to mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to mix it up. Everyone has a different hat. Everyone has a different head size. It's like you know, we're just buying the stuff that are making the things that we yeah. we really like, and hopefully it fits you. And if not, hit that Peloton, you know what I'm saying? That's it. That, that, uh, that's what I got to do. You know? <laughs> I, got that, I got the black one. I got the black hoodie. It feels amazing. It's a great quality. I put it on. I had a come to Jesus meet uh, moment. You know, it's, you know The what? reality of it is, is I got to make a couple more rides before I can fit into it. But, you know, it's feeling better in the last month. So you know I'm, I'm working towards good, it. Dude, I'm looking working good. towards it. Do, do you, you know? just hang it like in front of the Peloton? So no, you, you just, just watch, look I at got, the hoodie. I like got I'm full fit shirtless that. on the Peloton. It's just drip, <laughs> drip everywhere. That's all we do is drip, baby. <laughs> it's like yoga studio in there. Oh, that's it. That's you, it turn yeah. the heat up in the, in oh, yeah. the, in yeah. the area. I'll send you a video later. <laughs> just got the, got the Mariah Carey just fucking oh, just yeah. going, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hot yeah. Peloton. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we brought in uh, the homie Josh Boots in today. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming. Oh, man. Um, Josh is is actually going to be a part of a lot of these activities that we got coming yeah, on. He sure is, Out man. in August and September. So we we felt it was fitting to have him come in and, and give his little tips and uh, knowledge on, you know, the Two things cents. that we're doing. This won't be the first time you've done some of these trips. Yeah. Several of them. This has kind of been an annual, like the Caribou and some of the other ones. You've been wanting to go. I know the Golcana is coming up. That's one that, you know, you've been invited on several times and Brandon as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, unfortunately, I'm going to miss that one. I'm so bummed. Jack, are you, st- are you Jackson, full I'm the, the well, I guess I'm the lone wolf. Yeah. Dude, it's yeah. going to be oh, so man. nice. Yeah, the weather is looking awesome. Is that this week? Yeah. Oh, that's like, this weekend, huh? Oh, dude, it's it, like yeah, you leave it's a whirlwind. Yeah, we go down to Jerry's oh, wedding tomorrow, damn, wake up, and then go to the Volcana. Oh wow! Mm. So, uh, oh, dude, you got a week, that? dude. I thought what I had a, a busy week. Oh, it's all play now. So yeah, yeah. and it's gonna be hot. Oh, really? Bro, hot. You're like catching the summer, Just the best part. hottest weekend that we've yeah. had. Probably we'll will have. Yeah, the eighty plus, and you're gonna be floating. I'm gonna get a tan. Yeah. Lots of vitamin do D. You, do you have to do sunblock? Because uh, you're like a tan, like surfer white boy style. <laughs> and you just seem like you tan, I, you don't burn. I but went I, to I'm the, thinking like you're at least an SPF 20. Yeah, when it gets 20, 20 really hot. Was it know? like two two weekends ago was like that first really like rainy Saturday. And so we brought the kids up to the lake, my dad and I. And then after that, I brought them. I wanted to go on a hike or something, but it was raining. So we went to the pool at Dime Athletic Club. So I'm like teaching these, you know, now they're five-year-olds to swim. And this lady comes up to me. She's like, where did you go on vacation? You're so tan. I was like, no, I play outside. Nice. <laughs> she did not yeah. like that comment. 
So I, <laughs> after you had that, to put your sunglasses on because her legs were so pasty. You're like, just Ugh. a mini flex, just a mini flex on her. Like, yeah, play outside. I, I'm hoping that when I'm like 65, I don't regret it. But I just take that first burn, and then it, I just have this with olive that, skin, and, and then it, yeah. I don't put any sunblock on. It's probably the wrong decision, yeah. but uh, yeah. he's got that melanin. I don't know. Dude. I'll melanin? know. Melanin. That's a blessing because yeah. I, I just that right? yeah, melanin. yeah, melanin. Yeah, it's, it's like a blessing. Natural... I go from red to redder, so. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> I had that method too. Like, I'm just going to take the first burn and then it yeah. just, you know, just keeps on going. Yeah, the first burn is like your base tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I go, yeah, I don't go full lobster, you know. Yeah, yeah I got really burned out there on the 4th of July deal. Yeah, but yeah, then on Monday afternoon, I was like, oh, what's up, Colombian? Yeah. <laughs> then you're tan. Yeah, yeah then you're just tan. Just full brown, yeah. dude. Just looking like, how about Poppy, though? Dude, Poppy, Poppy is, is dork. like. <laughs> dork. Yo, Poppy's from Bogota, bro. Pa- Poppy's does he, now. does he ever man. get He's any lighter than that? Cause like, bro, he was when we were he was swimming, here for twenty like, years. He was a little lighter than that, but now that yeah. he's over there, so. bro, he was darker than the dock. I yeah. was like, dang, <laughs> dang, puppy. Yeah. yeah, he got that good tan. Oh, yeah. that permanent that tan. tan, bro. Yeah, he's yeah. permanent tan. I'm really yeah. excited to rock some more bird dogs though, because it's been like three weeks since I've been able to put them up here. It's kind of been a like oh, yeah. up and down summer with the yeah. with the sun and the, and the wind and the clouds and yeah. the rain. I think wait, tomorrow wait and Thursday days. is going to be money on the sound. Oh, dude. Yeah. I think we're going to get that hot that. day. Oh, man. Oh, it's yeah. Bluebird right now yeah. out there. I, I went opposite direction. So, Jackie, how was, know, the, how was it out there? Dude? Yeah, so two of the, my childhood friends came into town, so I, we had opportunity just today to get together. So we decided last night we'd go in the sound today. Um, so it was Bluebird here in Anchorage, go through the tunnel, and it is overcast and rainy, uh, windy. Um, wind settled down a little bit. Played with some um, tides and looking looking at some structure under the water for some halibut. Couldn't no luck on the drifts through the halibut. Got one nice little rockfish, but then we uh, pulled into um, Main Bay, mm. and uh, I had I didn't Close. I I thought we were like a week too late for the reds in there. Uh, I you know I've been there Fourth of July before, but not the week after. And so we we head in there. There's one other boat. They're just finishing up, and they're no like, nets. There's nets at the head of the bay. Yeah, but not inside it. And so we we went to the head. You know, to the, or I guess it would be at the foot of the bay. Yeah, there was. Yeah, at the head of the bay, there's no nets. Hold on a second. What do you mean, like commercial nets? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the, a big time commercial red fishery. Oh yeah, do it's they just hatchery. have them lined up with with um. Buoys? Yeah, with buoys. Yeah, okay. and, and they, just, they you just know them. not to go between them. He, oh yeah, steer uh, clear. You kind of drive and dodge, drive and dodge. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's about what it is. It's yeah. like Frogger, really, with your boat. <laughs> yeah, some guys even launch their dinghies and then go over their net in the ball, just mm. and just rip them out of there. Full snag. Wow. Really? Yep. Get a full limb and then go back to your big boat and throw them in the cooler and huh. go out for halibut. Wow. It's it's the shit. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's weird though. It's like a well, if you're trying to go out with your buddies or whatever, you got to navigate. Yeah, you navigate that. through them. It's yeah. always kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, the other guys weren't comfortable driving the boat through it. Before it. you share, were the mosquitoes like unreal? You know, it was the little uh, black ones. Like I don't know if they're okay, white. Socks that's what or I meant. Whatever. Okay, so I, all I remember about Main Bay and the two times I went were the bugs, dude. It was like so unbearable. We got our fish, but it was pure misery. Even so out in the water? On the boat. Yeah. Because be you're close like to shore, and so yeah. they don't have to fly far. Hmm. And it's like, I it, mean, you can't. 
I mean, it wasn't like that. Like, okay, it wasn't that okay, bad. It wasn't the that other bad. guys right, used right. bug spray. I didn't need it. Okay. I mean, but they were getting you. A little bit. Okay. Uh, but I mean, the, it time. wasn't bluebird. So I had my, oh, you know, yeah. that I had that buffalo plaid wolf shirt on. The bugs aren't getting through that. So it was just like oh, kind yeah. of brushing away. You know what's a face. natural mosquito repellent? Coors Light. Sunburn. <laughs> Sunburn. <laughs> oh, I needed some of that. Too. Did you guys get some fish though? Or how, yeah. How so, so we got up in the head of the bay. There's this other boat there. They're just pulling out. And uh, I was like, man, I don't think I have any snagging hooks. And they, uh, it ended up being, um, Tom Walsh, a friend of a family's old boat. And so we were talking to the guys and they threw us four snagging hooks. Oh, so we nice. got after it. And, uh, yeah, I think 90 minutes later, we limited out. So we, sweet, we pulled sweet, in 18 man. fresh reds, six, nice. six per person is the sweet. limit out there. So, uh, yeah, it was super awesome. And then jumped in the boat, got here. Right, Those guys are filleting fish right now. Perfect. And it was bluebird when we got to the harbor. I was like, we're going the wrong direction. The sun just came out as soon as we pulled into the oh, harbor. Man. So tomorrow's so going to be gorgeous. So the whole right back, you had your sun, the sun in your eyes? It just came out in our eyes, yeah. yeah right, over the, right over the top of the bay right there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That's when you know you're going the wrong way, when it's just blinding you for like two hours. Yeah, that's right. Uh, All the way into passage. Why are we leaving? It's like, no, turn around. Don't go. Go back. So you're going out there tomorrow, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah. Josh and I are actually going out with Eric. Nice. He's got the, he's got the yeah. new Kingfisher. Uh, second second run out. Yeah. Bro trip. Weekender. And the yeah, weekender. Full, full hooky move. On a Wednesday. Yep. Let's go. Yep. What are you guys going to do out there? Uh, we're going to deep sea. We're going to go halibut. Um, we were trying, we were, well, I don't know. We were debating on exactly which area we wanted to go and, you know, we talked about some areas where we could drift for lings. Yeah, lings yeah. are open. I mean, we've been dying to troll for kings. That's something we've never really pinpointed. But this is kind of a freezer fuller move. Um, me personally, I've gone through my two years worth of fish, and I'm about, about bone dry. Uh -huh. And you didn't get yeah. any salmon, right? Nah. Yeah. So you no. got it. And this I haven't is harvested. Important. Yeah, I mean, it is. I, I, I love my bottom fish, man. The, yeah. the rockfish and halibut, I'll eat. Ter personally, I'll eat that more than salmon. Yeah. yeah, you know, I eat the smoked salmon, but that that bottom fish for me, you know, the wife will throw a quick sear and butter and some asparagus, and you just have this clean, super simple, delicious, high protein. I mean, white fish to me is just it never really gets old, you know, because yeah. you can cook it and prepare it so many different ways. Yeah, um, and 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 tacos too, you know what I mean? There's so many different things, but uh, anyway, we're gonna go target uh, halibut hard. It's probably what we'll do first, and then we'll be after rockfish, and I don't think we'll have time for kings, most likely. But Are you going to open water then? Semi. I, I think we might try seal as, mm. as far as we'll go, mm -hmm. um, especially if you got three-foot rollers coming out of the gulf. Mm -hmm. That's I don't, usually I don't pretty, know any of this. Yeah. I, just, I just go where the captain says. Sweet. You yeah. don't know the niner on the 7th, 5th, on the 4th? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, Next this, to the tree? This is a whole conversation on that happened on outside of my group. With text. seals? Yeah. <laughs> 40 inches? Yeah, I just show up. <laughs> How much you need for gas? And I got this and that. Yeah, we got a negative point seven. It's its tide. own. It really is its own lingo. It, it, it is. is. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I look on. I don't know. I don't know the names of. Well, any in of the that. areas I'm talking about, everybody else goes, but I'm not going to say them. Yeah. It's just the code, and you don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. there's like if you know, over the course of time in the next year, if 200 people listen to this and they're Alaskans. Yep. 50 of them are going to know exactly what I'm talking about mm -hmm. or a general idea. Even this vague, super gray area conversation we're having, 
They're yeah. still going to be like, mm, mm, yeah, well, I've been out there at least 20 times in my life. I know where some spots are. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. but uh, yeah, anyway, we're going to go out, out. Yeah. The weather's good. Yeah. And if you ever go out in the sound when it's flat and nice, that's when you go far. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. when you go Montague, Hitchinbrook. Just beautiful. And yeah. you just go out. You know, is, that, is that about the farthest people normally go? Is there like one more step? No, past there's that? there's another. Um, there What's that is, other one? Um, the farthest. Oh, uh, that thing's epic. You go out there and just like come back with a pile of barn doors and fifty inch ling, like yeah. the whole trip. Um, Look on the map behind yeah, me. I yeah, no, right behind you. Yeah. I see. I see Montague. This and is that AWOP trivia part where it's not no, going to be on there. Well, how much farther? How much no. further is it? 15 miles? No. Oh, okay. No, bro. I want to say it's like 40. <laughs> oh, is it that it's, far? It's a, I've it's never been run, there. Bro. I know. Um, but in, in general. You, keep, ta- you keep talking. I'm going to find it. In general, that's like the last oh, stop. That's, that's the that's, next. Step, if yeah. you're the GS captain on the flattest day. That's where you're going. You go out there. Yeah. And it's yeah. like four or five hour run. Mm-hmm. And you drop anchor. And you're and just And you limb them. on like yeah. barn doors and lings. And then. That's how you get your Instagram popping. Oh man! Yeah. If you go out there and and I from my experience, it's Valdez boys that play out there the most. Yeah. Well, that's a little closer to them, right? I mean, barely. That's no? like yeah. the trip you need another boat with you. You don't do that. Yeah, by yourself. very good. Very good. Gotcha. Point. Yeah, because you're two. open water. You're okay. open ocean for forty or whatever mile Anything amount of miles happen. further oh, than I've goodness. ever been. Yeah. Eric yeah. always like toys with the idea and says it, and I'm just like, yeah, I've heard him say it a couple. I'm like, times I'm down, but like, it's got to be guaranteed. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah, well, two footers are like the highest seas. <laughs> yeah, it's dude. Well, even when it's gl- bathtub in the sound, you usually have three footers just outside yep. of on the you know southern just side rolling of Montague. Open ocean, and it, yeah. you know you're now you're looking at the periods. So you're like, oh, it's 19 second periods and three footers. That's not real bad, you know. And then then you start seeing the three footers or four footers. At you're referring 10 to seconds. the swell time, right, Jack? You're yeah, talking the about the length period. within, yeah, mm, the length within the waves. Yeah, the wavelength. Yeah, the Got period. It. Mm. In between them, Wendy, yeah. between Wendy the tells you all that too. Uh, the Wendy app, yeah, Wendy's yeah, good, but buoys. the best is the buoys. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You look at real time buoy data, and that's on Wendy. No, that's on um, buoys. It's like the NOAA site. Oh, okay, buoys. the actual NOAA. Okay, yeah, got it, got it. So you can pull up maps, and it shows where all the buoys are, like yeah. in the goal for wherever, and you can pull them up. And what's really cool. Um, is you can use like Windy and then kind of write down what Windy said yesterday, and then today look at what the buoys actually were, and then start looking at okay, well, what's the best app? What's the best weather that's most accurately predicting what what is occurring right now? The buoys is the most accurate. That's believe, what that's actually what's happened. Real time right I believe now. It's, it. I believe it's Middleton Island. Yeah, that sounds right. Middleton. Middleton is right past. Um, uh, it's out, dude. Like you between Hitchinbrook and. Is that on no, Google Earth? You I, could I probably draw a line. I, I can't find it. I'm just going to type I'll, it in. I could do it on mine. Anyway, that's far. Yeah, yeah long trip. I, I would love for. And if anybody out there has ever if ever fished it or been part of it, there it is right there, oh, okay. guys. Okay, Middleton. Yeah. Yeah. That so, is quite a ways from. Okay, yeah. Let me just put some perspective on that. Wow. Okay. So, so look at that shelf. Okay, hold on, guys. Listen, 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 listen. Whittier's right here, and that's out. Oh, wow. Okay, to Zykoff, right there. Yeah. All right. That's from just Montague to there, dude. Yeah, so that's like six hours. That's crazy. Uh, Yeah, it's a long way, man. 
Now is there a safe harbor there? Like, obviously you go and stay the night. No, 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 that's no, like no. a one dayer. Look at yeah. how open that is. There's nothing out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's open water. Or are you talking about on the island itself? Yeah. Like, can you yeah, find a place? Like, that, can you tuck no. in on the island? No, dude. So, but look at that drop off. Look at that. Yeah. So that I mean, <laughs> the picture is like a a, a, a broken just an abyss. A, yeah, a, a broken yeah. boat yeah. on the islands. Well, I mean, look, look, put put a Kodiak <laughs> in perspective from Homer. I mean, you know, Homer, Cody. Yeah, that, no, that's like, far. That's, that's out there, dude. Yeah, that's crazy talk, dude. Yeah. Yeah, now now, now, Eric's got that 20-footer. On the nicest it. of nicest days, like, yeah. I mean. It has to be, like, where it's, like, three days straight guaranteed. Everything like, nice, yeah. 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 But nothing's yeah. guaranteed but, out but there. Nothing, no, nothing's guaranteed that far when just a little yeah. thing wants to just some wind yeah just like just what we were talking about earlier how you said you went out that day and then you had to tuck in and stay the night mm -hmm. right it was just nice happened. when you just left like that. just like that yeah yeah so yeah. Um, that's pretty wild that's the seas man that's the I'm seas. good off yeah. all that i like i like the way montague looks that's real close yeah, okay. montague. <laughs> all right and it's, it's not close it's, and it's not even close but i mean comparatively to that oh that's a long so way it's, that's so here it's 62.8 miles from um, hinchinbrook straight or hinchinbrook passage Yes. To to uh, Middleton. Wow. Six, that'd be for like the Valdez boy. So that another two hour out. boat ride. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But people do it. Yeah. Guides. Leska's boat, you go out there all you can oh, I bet there. he could go out oh, there. Oh yeah. yeah. He's probably that been thing's out like there. a fifty footer. He's mm. going out there, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh yeah. yeah. He'd probably yeah. tell us all day. Yeah. But that's that's that next What's level that? if you you know yeah. do you, Brandon, do you have the timer? Uh I do. Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, put that, that on the timer. Um, so anyway, the goal of today was to kind of get through um, this, the fall roundup. Mm. We did the summer roundup before where we detailed everything that was going on as far as in our lives and our adventures and our trips from June and July. And so now we want to kind of run through August, September, which is super, super, super packed. Um, I guess I'll just go ahead and start with a trip that uh, Brandon and myself and Josh will be going as well. Um, Jack is more than welcome. He's been invited. I don't know if you have plans for that yet. Um, but we will be on the Unit 13 Caribou Youth Hunt um, on Denali Highway. Um, your daughter, Kennedy, has the yep. Caribou Hunt. Yep. Um, the dates for that is August 1st through the 5th for the actual hunt. Uh, we are going to go the Friday before, which I believe is the 27th. Third, no, 30th. The 30th? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we're doing a, a big family foray. We're bringing my, my parents, my brother, his family, his kids, uh, my wife's mom, her 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 husband her sister i mean there's going to be like a ton of people out there which is a really great time to go to denali highway there's not a bunch of hunters out there right now at least when we're going to go they don't really start going until august 10th when that tier one opens up so the denali highway is a beautiful place to go where there's it's not really a campground you can pull off anywhere on the side of the road you can have a fire there you can have a beautiful view you can see animals you can bring your four-wheelers your bikes anything you want to do there's a lot of fishing to be had on lots that of river. grayling fishing lots of grayling fishing um so our plan is to go and um i think we're going to go by the butte creek i think is that the plan yeah, that general area. That general area and start off there and then come back towards Cantwell where there's plenty of other trails, you know. There's a lot of trails out there. Some people know the name. Some people have been there. Some people want to be secretive about it. Mm -hmm. But either way, we'll be on the Denali Highway. Anyone that's hunted there, they know. It's no secret, man. It's the no secret. Or either there. And then you got to have this permit to even go there and do this. So it's... So anyway, 
So we're going with our big family group and, and the boots are coming and there'll be a whole bunch of us. And, and on the day that the hunt opens on Sunday, which is the first, um, there'll probably be three, three groups, three dads, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With their kids and go out there and then see if we can't get Kennedy it's or caribou oh, and then come back and you know, the, the empanadas will be fine. <laughs> show at the fire, the fire. I'm sure there's a show at the fire, right? Oh yeah. There'll be a oh, show at the fire. Right? Probably, show. It nice. probably starts yeah. at about one thirty AM. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. One thirty yeah. to three AM. <laughs> yeah. Mile, mile, uh, what? 50? Mile 50? <laughs> Mile 50. Look for the big Pull bonfire. Up. Just look for it. What you can smell it. The <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of fishing to be had in all those little creeks over there. There's a lot of good grayling. Um, those are the uh, people that aren't going to go on the hunt are going to be walking around and looking for wildlife and fishing. And it's just so beautiful to be out there with barely anybody around. We were talking about on the previous show about getting away from people. Yeah. And this is just like one of those places where you could go. And no matter if there's still people, there's so many spots and there's so, so much space. space mm-hmm. You just feel like you're just totally disconnected yep. yeah. from everybody. It's crazy, too, like how many people you see in the part in the actual camping area and on the road versus like when we went out. And yeah. about, I mean, we didn't see anybody else the whole day when we were out there. And there's, you know, 100 the, trucks. The parking in lots yeah. Awesome. yeah, it's so crazy. It's just yeah. so vast out there that you can just, you know. There's that many people concentrated in the camping area, and then suddenly you're just by yourself out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a testament just to how big and open the yeah. space that we have in those areas. Yeah, it's really amazing. And, and Unit 13 is like the most popular hunting unit and area in all of Alaska because there's so much good access, whether it be via ATV, very popular, boat, airplane, um, hiking. Non motorized biking. Bicycle. Oh, speaking yeah. of biking, guys, I, I I dug up that old photo. Josh, oh, remember yeah. when we went with yeah. Felipe years ago? Yep. Um, I got it right here, guys. The bicycle hunter. This guy, he's a he was a a teacher or uh, or or admin like dude at uh, high school. Man, I can't remember oh, exactly. Those that made me sad that day. Look. Oh, right. here's the bike. There he is, right nice. there. Nice. Oh, there it is. Wow. This dude. That's a sweet homemade setup. Yeah. So he had that that trailer custom made. Um, you see the shock in the middle on the yeah, whole line, man. Yeah, that's awesome. This guy was probably sixty years old. Yeah, dude, and and he come. I think he did like a twenty mile round trip. Yeah, because we rode back on that road for a while. We drove the was truck. That Valdez, yeah, we drove yeah. Ryan yeah. Road, or no? This is off the Denali Highway, just just past the um, the Sioux. There, the it's Sioux. a non motorized trail. It's, yeah, the Valdez yeah. Mine Road. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's gnarly, dude. Yeah, you like, have that nasty climb. To yeah. to mountain bike that is one thing. To mountain bike it with a trailer empty <laughs> is one thing. Yeah. And then to mountain bike it with, I don't know, 100 pounds at least on that trailer. Like, yeah. I mean, he was literally walking that across creeks. I yeah. mean, he wasn't riding the bike across the creek with that. He had to, like, yeah. stand up and push. And, right. I yeah. mean, it well, was really <sighs> astonishing. When he came out, I'm like. Well, for people wow. that can't see it. Uh, we're looking at someone with a mountain bike that has something like a chariot, like you would carry your kids in the back of your bike, yep. but without that little dome piece. And he attached like a flat uh, a piece deck. of a flat deck on there where you could put several dry bags, a caribou rack and strap things down. And he has a shock in the middle in between the two wheels that he took off of, obviously. Yeah. A chariot or some one of those. Yeah, so a two, two-wheel trailer, custom welded to support uh, roughly what are probably eighteen-inch rims. 
on a, a, a like a mountain bike tire tread and then a framing that's going to hold the deck with the shock in the middle all while connected gooseneck style to the uh the the shaft of the seat pole into the mountain bike frame and then like toad like there's a lot of aluminum in that like that can't be light did i break it down good because i I feel like that that was pretty good like i mean it's is that bike uh the trek bike where is that yeah, that's a Trek. Yeah, full I mean suspension. the bike. The, the bike that's wasn't nice bike. that yeah, crazy. It's a good bike. Okay. It wasn't crazy like high tech there, but twenty six inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a good it, bike. It's pretty incredible. I mean, it was just you know I, I had to give this dude kudos because we had an adventure of our own that that weekend taking oh, yeah. the jet boat up into some real skinny, sketchy waters. Oh yeah, you killed. You did it. Caribou. You killed it though for that for being. Uh, the amount of experience you had on the boat at the time and yeah, only going had somewhere new and being able to read that. I mean, that river is just crazy to try to read. There's so many channels. And oh, just, yeah. I'll oh, tell man, you what. that It's not easy. That that trail right there, man, you grow some hair in your nuts, dude. Yeah. It was a little bit on the, the white knuckle Like, side. you guys were chilling on the bow and, you know, hey, having a good old time. Yeah, Meanwhile, no, you were, in, the you back, were in it. I was yeah, you super were in dialed. It. No, it was, you were in it. Yeah, it was. But when we got up that river, when we uh, made a left and went up the – McLaren. McLaren? Yeah. Oh, man. That was when you really found your own. You were really just nailing oh, that. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. Like, uh, that was, that was easier than the... Yes, yeah. than the big water. The big water is very hard to read because it and all navigate. looks good. And, yeah. yeah. It was airboat territory. Oh, I want to yeah. see your magic someday in that thing. It'll oh, yeah. Awesome. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. 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 He, he opened me up to... The, I've never been on jet boats like that. And then riding with him and seeing what you can do in a this much, you know, yeah. two, three inches yeah. of water. It's just... It's Amazing. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It can be fun. It's very it can be fun. fun. Yeah. 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 It's just got to be right, though. You know that was an mean? epic trip, though, man. We had fun. The whole time, I'm just like, well, at least I got four guys in case this thing yeah. hits a dry we'll sandbar. This, we'll, we'll get this thing up out of here. <laughs> I felt good about that part. It's, but, it's cool um, to see this bike picture because, I mean, look at it. Well, one is like this dude. He got after it. If he's 60, yeah. pulling this, like, aluminum trailer, yeah, um, you know, oh, that's got to be so heavy. And so, so much labor. I think it was two years ago, off the Gideon, Gideon Saunders and I went up and tried We were like... With the oh, kid trailer. Yeah, with we the, did with the, the chariots, the chariots, super yeah. light ones. And we were like, oh, well, we're going to bow hunt, and no one's going to bike in as far as us. You know, getting cocky. Yeah. And it's like tons of people bike hunt yeah. it is nuts you yeah. unlike where you were talking about earlier you see people all the time on the bike mm. yeah. um so for him to get in there he must have gone and get one especially a giant one like that he must have gone way in there he went deep dude he was probably because we drove far back there we drove pretty and he far. was way further than we drove right right yeah yeah so he was close to the mine yeah, you ha- and you have yeah. to go up that monster. Yeah, we grade. drove all the way back to the mine, right? And we didn't. We didn't uh, even no, know what it not was. Not that far. We, we didn't pretty make, close to that. Yeah, but I that steep like, hill is where we stopped. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. That yeah. one killed me, man. I know what it, it is brutal. though. If you look at his water bottle real close, that's not water. In that's there. that juice. It's <laughs> <laughs> not water. It's that water. <laughs> that is not juice. That's that water. <laughs> Superhuman juice. <laughs> so I did drop my. That's that green tea. I dropped my inReach on that hill two years ago and i watched it come back off the denali highway and i was like texting it hey you know this is jack you know jack, here's my phone number call me this is my in reach and it got to talkeetna in uh, or not talkeetna um Can't cantwell well. and it went to that gas station i could zoom into it and i was already in 
maybe Wasilla by this time. And we had some other friends that were a little bit behind me. So I called them and they were in Cantwell too. So I was like, go to this gas station and ask everyone if they have the inReach. And they had just left. Oh. So I'm following the inReach. I'm like, okay, well, maybe they didn't turn it on or didn't see I texted it or whatever. And I'll just see where they live and then like, you know, look them up and call them somehow yeah. and say, hey, did you find this and give them some cash? Then it died at Talkeetna and I've never found this inReach. So they it, never oh, called really? you. They never, they, they never plugged it in. They can never use it. Like, oh. and they never called me. So if wow. anyone listening to this podcast has yeah. my so inreach, got that inreach, man. Wow. Yeah, hook me up. I got some money for you. Got traded for twenty. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a bummer. Damn, that's it insane. must have died like right around Talkeetna. Wow, that sucks. That's wild. What, oh, what do we got here? The picture we went up to McLaren. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the caribou there. That's a nice one. That was a caribou, wasn't it? That was nice. There was a couple that day. <laughs> that was a good hunt, though. You that was a fun camp. No, I mean it's all good. Man. Yeah. You know, where's PJ? PJ's taking Round the picture, up. huh? PJ. Um, yeah, I think PJ's taking the photo. Yeah, he must have, huh? Yeah, it was a fun trip, man. But that's that's the first rack I ever got. The first uh, like know. like big bull. 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 Yeah. yeah, big bull. Nice Remember all the the caribou saw crossing the river? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Uh, that was definitely a fun trip that I would like to do again. Yeah, the caribou crossing the river was pretty. Th- that one big monster one, though. Yeah, dude. Oh, my gosh. That yeah, thing was across the river was pretty level. sick. We weren't able to get to it in time. Yeah. But anyway, there's, I mean, Unit 13's massive. Yeah. There's so yeah, much we ground. The Nally that. Highway is so yeah. huge. And it's one of those trips where if we don't see them in the first uh, little drainage we go up we're going to go to the next yeah. one if we don't see them yeah. there you go to the next one and you just go all the way if you have to go to, to Paxson, yeah you go you know because yeah. you have that limited time to go get the caribou for your yeah. daughter and yeah. we'll keep it moving and and you can call the caribou hotline yes and find out where the herd is and go to there yep. yeah and that's the move i i always you know i feel like the info that there is pretty vague i mean it's pretty i, I tell you though the, the info big. they gave me on the last round for the youth hunt like, well, you called directly and talked yeah, to Yeah, I talked to this really nice yeah. lady, man. At the aid, But, I mean, the caribou hotline as far as the No, no I called and actually info. got a person. Yeah, you spoke talked. to a person. But yeah. I'm saying, well, that, like, we've called the hotline, right, and the info is, like, you know, well, from Eureka to... Well, to their credit, you know, when a lot of times when you call there, you know, early, it's they're spread out. So, they're yeah. Like, they're, yeah. they are here. They are there. Good point. Um, yeah. But if, you're, if you want to know the number, it's 267-2304. Yeah. That's the Nalchina hotline. They you will tell you the Google unit 13. It and it'll pop up on Google. Yeah, but if search. you're right now and yeah. people are getting ready to go on the hunt and you're like, yeah. man, I never heard of the hotline. Yeah. It's 267-2304. Yep. Yep. You know, area code 907-267-2304. Yep. And they tell you like, hey, we met, we met the bull um, limit. You can only shoot a cow. Or whatever. Or mm-hmm. we yep. how many mm-hmm. have been got, mm-hmm. where they're getting them. And they yep. try to update, update it weekly and be like, hey, there's concentrations in this area, in this yep. drainage, in this river. And they try to be as honest as yeah. possible. And a lot of times it's just there's probably so much they're all over. Well, yeah, that that's can't. the thing. If anything, it, it still gives you a, because they are so spread out, it still gives you a general idea of like, hey, there's the, you know, we see, we saw a concentration of them here or over here. So, yeah. yeah. And, and in general, as the youth hunt starts, it's a bull tag. Yeah. And then, and oh, then it is. they'll tell you, hey, before you go afield, by the way, you can get any caribou now. 
Yeah. So they'll kind of let you know a couple of days in advance, a week in advance, so you'll actually get a report. Oh, so originally it's for a bull. It's a bull. For the youth. Mm-hmm. And then it'll go any caribou. So let you know when you go afield, because you're technically the first caribou hunters afield in the state. As you, as you go, go August 1, which is the first mm-hmm. true available caribou hunt statewide. Mm-hmm. So they'll give you a, hey, you can go. And that's what they did on Kennedy's. It was, it was any caribou. Yeah. And as you guys know, the first day we could have killed a caribou. You know what I mean? But we yeah. were trying to get her a bull and get her something mature if we could. And mm-hmm. um, getting her on, on some good shots for a 10-year-old who had never killed anything. Yeah, was awesome. you know yeah. Making sure it was set up and comfortable and, yeah. and good. And um, before we moved on um, on our roundup, I, w- I wanted to, you know, emphasize very very importantly something that's important to me is the uh, opportunity that the youth hunt gives our kids to get out on a hunt at a young age and early and and i encourage all parents who are hunters or who are thinking about hunting to put your kids in for this permit and me saying this right now actually lessens my odds when more dads kids put in for this permit but i'm totally cool with that yeah because i feel like every every opportunity where you get a kid involved in hunting it's cliche. They say, Oh, kids are the first uh, conservationist. It's actually true. The, the earlier you teach them and they learn about what it's all about. That's one more kid that understands and, and appreciates and respects what the hunting opportunity and the resource is. Yeah, yeah. And that's one more kid that's going to teach his friends or someone. So when you say, when they say that it's true, they learn from an early age. They mm-hmm. they they get they get what it's all about, and they pass it along. And that's really going to be the best way to promote within. And so that's why I, I really really encourage when you're you know Mateo's there. Mm-hmm. This the, is coming here. The twins are going to be there at the same yep, time. I yep. mean, there's there's this huge stretch of time, and these tags are limited for these kids. But man, you put in hard and heavy. You got multiple kids. Somebody's going to get a permit, right? And you're going to go have a memory, and you're going to have the time of their life. And it's Go get it. Go go for yeah. it. And it's limited. I mean, I mean how many are there? Twenty permits. Yeah, for you. Oh no! What is, is that? It 50? No, it's a, it's a couple hundred. Is it really a couple hundred? Fifty or two hundred or whatever. But even it is. still, when when we went last time, I mean, you don't see, and that's such a big area. Well, a lot of people can be going to Eureka or going to the Campbell or Paxson side, and so you didn't see a lot of people. And it's tough to commit because you if you're a hunter you got your caribou hunt or your sheep hunt and your moose hunt and your deer hunt later and you know it's hard to budget and and schedule with time off and pto if you have it and it's a tough management if you're a hardcore hunter to really do all of it and so when your kid gets a tag it's like oh man you should really take advantage of it. And, well, that's and why I, you put I, in for it. I mean, I'm just saying, I think there's just a short window there that it's yeah. tough for a parent to fit that in with all the, not to mention you got to start prepping for it at the end of July when you're still putting fr- reds in your freezer. Yeah. So it's, you know what I mean? It's just a, you know, but it, it's, but, it's probably the best way to yeah, create that connection I, yeah. for a child or a family of like going out and getting your own meat and bringing it to your house. Because a yeah. lot of times, sure, my dad hunts and he goes and he brings the meat. Yeah. Versus, I went with my dad and I got the meat and I brought it back for everyone. Yeah. And it just it just emboldens that that connection yeah. to to the wilderness and to the wild and to the food that we're eating. 
by bringing your your child down there. And I promise you, any any hunters that like are thinking this is going to take away from my moose hunt or this is going to take away from oh, my hunt tripping, that I do, man. like you will gain so much more right. by just going out there with your kid and doing that. Or even like I gained so much just bringing my son on his daughter's hunt. Whereas now my son wants to do it, and so yeah. and bringing as many other kids and and families involved, it just it just creates that like that passion or that want for them to actually want to do it themselves whenever they become of age. Yep. Another question about that is, what is the where was when does youth hunt end? Fifteen? Ten to seventeen, I think. Seventeen is the age. Yeah, oh. yeah, age ten to age seventeen of those those youth hunts. Well, being as a dad too, like you know, I started. My kids were older when we started, and. You know, every when we started hunting, you know, uh, my kid. Basically, I kind of missed that window with my kids. I had a daughter that wanted to do it, but we, I was trying to figure it out and learning how to do it with these guys. And and so my when my daughter expressed interest into it, I had just got into it. So I did take her and my son on a trip with Daniel and Cisco, and we were able to take two um, caribou on the trip. We had an amazing trip, but then. After that, you know, the follow-through just never really happened on pulling the trigger on a kid hunt or on the child hunt. And then uh, when I went with you guys last year and saw the, you know, how it was, it just, back, yeah, yeah, that is really the time to hone it in and make the connection with your with your kid and just be able to take them out there and get them involved in it. And then that's going to, you know, generate their passion for it, hopefully moving forward. So, yeah. And one, of the, and one of the more beautiful things about the youth hunt is that they give you those dates before the madness begins, because oh, anyone that's gosh. hunted Unit 13, they're like, there's no way I want to bring my kid out there yeah, sometimes yeah. because it's so many people. It's so crazy. It's like bombs over Baghdad sometimes in certain areas on that opening day, mm -hmm. yeah. whereas you go out there on the youth, and it's the first or the fifth, and there's, like, nobody there. Right. Yeah, yeah the caribou are in their natural state, meandering about. They're herded. They're they're bedded. They're just chilling. It's yeah. You see bears running around. You see big velveted moose laying all over the place. I mean, it's really cool to and, – and yeah. that's everywhere out there. I, I talked to a half a dozen dads through hockey and some other, you know – social gatherings where I ran into other parents that were like, Oh, my mm -hmm. kid got it. And I was like, wow, this must've been the year. And they were like, I went here. I went there. We flew in, we boated, we rode all mm. the way to, and I was like, every kid got to carry everywhere. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, damn man. Like all these parents and kids had this really cool experience together. Yeah. Just how cool is that as a kid? Oh, just, dude. you know, you flew in somewhere to some place. Yeah. And yeah if that's the, your epic. first experience yeah, or like, remember the little boy in the, in his, his dad and his grandpa yeah. and the badass can am and they pulled up and he just had the big double shovel. Yeah. Nice. He's just back there cheesing. Like yeah. just his first yeah. caribou yeah. was yeah. like, we were high fiving him, and yeah. he got the attaboy all the way out. I mean, you oh, can yeah. imagine how like yeah. that's awesome. Big you remember his that forever? High, his, oh yeah. man, yeah. the kid oh, with the dad so, with the grandpa. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it just was three generations. The gens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a beautiful thing to see, and we just that's ran into awesome. him on the trail. Yeah. yeah, and it was cool. But I mean, we well, I wanted to say one more thing that was cool. Like adding on to it, the experience was like you know we did the stock together. You remember that? Yeah. Like the kids got to do the full belly crawl yeah. and get behind Kennedy. She that pulls the trigger. Yeah. They see the animal's life get taken in front of them. Mm -hmm. The whole, the, all that uh, intensity that happens there. And then the high and then the crash mm -hmm. that happens. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody knows Emotions. when they, when they took an animal's life yeah. for the first time, it's, oh man, awesome. And then it's like, oh shit, I kind of yeah. feel bad. But then I'm like, you're going to take that meat and put it in a bag. And you're going to take it home. You're going to eat it. And then, so it's kind of cool to see that all set in and then watch all those kids just, 
entrenched in it. Like they, it didn't phase them in a way that made them emotional or sad. Yeah. They were just like, let's get going. They were cool. The smell, the, the, the blood, the, all the, everything. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know what we should do? Experience was amazing for everybody. Yes. You Sorry know? to interrupt. No, it's fine. I but just, when we get, if we get one, you know, yeah, we should, we should, when we get it back and you have that meat, you should put her name on those. Oh yeah. On that's those bags idea. of meat and all that stuff. Cause I know That'd you share cool. a lot. And then, like, yeah. let's say we get some, like, oh, look, we're going to eat Kennedy's, yeah, that's you know, for spaghetti yeah, tonight. For sure. We're having Kennedy's. Yeah. Thing. It's just, yeah, it yeah. just kind of, like, brings in that community feel. Yeah, totally. Oh, totally. That's, yeah, a, no, that's a good idea. If there ever was, like, a village hunt, man, that's the one. Yeah. Dude. That's, like, yeah. the whole the whole crew gets together, and we're just going to go, you know, execute yeah, and go do that thing. So yeah. do you see a connection between, you know, Kennedy's view on, you know, she killed this animal and then how she views, like, waste? You know, because you you're now you're connected to like where your food yeah. comes from. So does it affect like how they leave their plates? Do, does that make sense? It does. Um, she's almost 13 and she's like five, six and has size eight foot. <laughs> so she eats every plate. Yeah. Full. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I can't say for sure. I, I would say though that the appreciation for, when there's a piece of meat on the plate, she says, "Hey, Dad, what is this? The this is this the uh -huh. sheep? Is this the the bison or the whatever?" She asks because she can tell, yeah. and, and I appreciate her saying that. And oh, this is good, you know. She she eats it. I yeah. mean, she, she it's just it's always. And then when we have her caribou. She's always just you know yeah. a little extra yeah, proud yeah. about it. So you ever see that show Portlandia? Oh yeah, yeah. So there's that one episode where the the folks are they're asking about like where the chicken came from at dinner, uh -huh. and then they want to go out to the farm and meet the chicken. Yes, they're I asking how good their life. <laughs> and like you're talking to people about this, like people that don't hunt, and um, they they're like, "This is crazy," you know. And then I'm like, "Is it though? Like I want to know where my food came from, and I think it's kind of cool that they're trying to figure out where their food come from. We're just lucky, and we go take our food. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true." We're very lucky. I mean, now with the greens and local greens, and you got you know where the greens are coming from. You know where the salmon's coming from, where the shrimps coming from, where the meats coming from. Halibut, yeah. I mean, we're it. the potatoes. Like we're to care. We're just yeah. in a prime. I mean, on average, place, if man. you can eat like three of seven days a week, naturally from the the soil you live on, yeah, and the waters that you fish from. Oh, how lucky are you there? Yeah, well, I mean, let, let's cool. just say right now, mark our words, like. Love it for what it is right now, because in our lifetime we don't know yeah. how this is going to be, and we can only hope. And we'll do our best to preserve and uh, value the resource with our kids and generations to, so we can all enjoy it. But you know, we yeah. are very blessed right now. Conservation to have that and sustainability. Yeah. It's true, man. It's true. It's kind of corny, but it's true. so I have some youth hunt statistics. So um, this would be statistics from the previous draw year, which would be the 1920, and so there was. For that area, YC 495, there was 2,772 applicants, 200 permits. So 7% yeah. of people oh. drew it. So you were you caught lightning in a bottle, Randall. Twice. Two times that kid. Yeah. 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 It's, just, it's just being persistent. Well, you just think like when my you two know. kids are old enough and your two are old enough and you're mm -hmm. too old enough and, you know, some other, there's like eight, ten chances there. Mm -hmm. to put in uh, yeah. it's such a fun trip to go somebody yeah it's cool somebody gets it and everybody goes it's a family yeah affair. you just make it a oh, thing there's four motorhomes full of people and <laughs> i mean why not you know yeah, that's awesome. yeah it's the perfect time to do it it's there's lots to do yeah 
Um, so moving forward, as far as as far as um, August goes, that's obviously the first thing that I got going on in August. Um, Jack, what do you got right away? So uh, Jake and I are looking at maybe doing the deer opener out in the sound. Um, so that would be a probably like a peak bag of peak, and then come down with our bows. Um, I kind of like that idea a lot. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking at doing at the at the moment. We'll see how the weather goes. I'm, when does that start? Uh, so August first is deer season oh, opens. Okay. So that's buck only okay. at that time. Um, and I've never hunted that early for deer, so it's, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. But I mean, I'm a, a bathtub water type guy for the sound. So we'll see. We'll see how how weather looks. <laughs> Fair weather I, like I like that bathtub yeah. water type guy. Yeah, that's yeah. Obvious yeah. Too, yeah. yeah. I'm There's very nothing adverse. wrong with that, yeah. Jack. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I, I had this one experience once down in Sitka, and after that, <laughs> <laughs> all the old trip, old huh? Sitka. All the old trip. Have you guys yeah. got into that yet? No, no, no. We haven't got save it for that. any day. Someday yeah. we'll save it for the when the Patreons get to two hundred. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the, the Patreons get to 200. Patreon, we'll release the that is, yeah. if, I could, if I could help push anything, that is an amazing story that you will definitely want to hear. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. be scared to be a Patreon. Yeah, that yeah. one there is, yeah. yeah, that one's behind the scenes. Can you send me a link so I can sign up after this? <laughs> <laughs> definitely some lessons learned. Oh, man. I, I think it'd be really cool that story with like some of the other. Characters, um, characters, oh, and yeah. or, or call them while you and call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what was your perspective of this? All of them would be cool. Like, yeah, because I'm sure at this time people had enough time to reflect on it all and be like, yeah. "Man, that was actually really crazy." Yeah. yeah, I agree, man. Is there any video footage? Because I've heard of this story, but I definitely there's some good like, pictures, but they don't do the justice. No video footage nah. of this. No, nah, there's not much footage. I'm in full that. survival mode. I wish that. Yeah. Nah, I, just, <laughs> the, I just wanted to see that. what this cabin was like. Like, yeah. After all that, when you got back to like the cabin and you're in the cabin and everything was going down, yeah. Well, we got some pictures of the cabin and some pictures of like the ride back and in. Yep, we got all <laughs> the pr the nice times. Yeah, <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny the that Jack was there too of all people. Yeah, like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how many times I looked at Daniel and I was like, what? <laughs> and but anyway. Like, Patreon, and, I'm, and I'm like, Patreon 200. <laughs> we don't Patreon 200, right? Patreon. Uh, hey, listen, yeah. we get the 200 patrons. We there will we definitely put that out. And it will yeah. be worth so, every penny. Yeah. I think it. our first <laughs> Patreon guy actually heard that story because I told him that in uh, Mike Gasco and Kodiak. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so one he was of like, the, wink, wink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know about that. <laughs> yeah. That's great. It's funny. Oh, man. Um, so... Uh, to continue forward, okay, so you're going to do that I think in the first so. week of I August. I think so. Your trip sounds awesome, though. If we don't have weather in the sound, that would be You guys should come, man. Yeah, Jake could, come, Jake could land right there, dude. Oh, right, There's yeah. this, oh, We're literally be, camping right next to the airstrip. Oh, you are? Yeah. It, it oh, is nice. an airstrip, bro. Yeah. You guys yeah. fly Yeah, right I know where there. you're going. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be cool. fun. Um, so after that, uh, Jack and I have the sheep hunt that we're supposed to do, and I believe the goal is to leave on the 8th, Yeah. get in there early, do a little week of that. And hopefully you become successful with that. Super excited for that. Um, I think you're definitely more prepared physically than I am. I feel like I don't get enough time in the mountains in the summer to be as prepared as you will. I don't think anyone, do you feel like you're ready 100%? I think that um, this year I bagged a lot of peaks. Uh, I, I think out of the last like five years, this is the year that I'm, 
best suited for. Um, the year the the year that Dad and I drew Toke Management, the we I was in really good shape that year too. And um, but this year I feel good. But I I mean they're like nine ten o'clock at night. Yeah. Run, run up the mountain as fast as I can, can come down bears that's, are on the trail no one else is there type yeah. trying to fit them in and i really just i'm not doing it for sheep i'm doing it for stress <laughs> yeah and that's it but yeah. um but the byproduct is uh, my i'm gonna be in you're better sheep's sh- sheep's um, yeah. shape um but uh yeah I'm, you're right like you're no one's ready to go pack a 70 pound pack i'm 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 packing around 15 pounds like two full yeah. water bottles and some shit you know yeah, some snack yeah <laughs> i'm excited for that I'm very excited for that. I know that you have a pretty epic thing that you're doing yeah. right around that the time yeah. that we would be going sheep hunting. You want to talk a little yeah, bit about what you, you guys are doing? after? Yeah. Uh, one of my hunting partners is lucky enough to draw a tag uh, that is allowing us to go in for a uh, moose uh, early season. And so based on that, uh, we're able to schedule kind of a sheep combo uh, hunt included in that. And so in the same moose area. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea is that, you know, we'll go out and uh, set up base camp somewhere in, in an area where, you know, we would think it'd be concentrated with moose and then be able to go hike up into the Alpine and beyond for some sheep. But I don't know what to expect as far as distance and depth and how far any of that. I just am pretty much prepared to. Would you say the main goal is to get, find the sheep or to help your cousin with the moose? For me personally, it is really both. Um, you know, Phil and I borrow. We have that boat together, and and so we're we're a team. So when one of us gets something where we're going to use the boat to get to it, the agreement is we're going to go together. That's yeah. that's that's the that not the rule. That's just the thing. That's the code. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm excited for that opportunity, but it just happens to be in what I think is some sheep country. So. I'm thinking it's there's some benefit in in terms of um, some research and development. Yeah. So if you're Probably more than anything, if you're up in sheep country and he downs a moose, is he gonna need your help? You think? Or yeah, man, that's um, so I'm I'm really working on my little bro uh, to come along on the hunt and and kind of be that moral support. Okay. So it'd be nice to have him stay with with stay together as a team, and then you know me and Eric bounce off and okay. go crawling on the mountains, which both of us aren't. Haven't been training, um, you know, truth be told. You've trained I, uh, as much as I have? Man, <laughs> I, I'm usually a lot better um, <laughs> in the summers in Alaska. I, I, I ride my mountain bike a lot. I, I like to run in the mornings. Um, you know, I'm usually active two or three days a week. This summer, I've, I've struggled to make that time, yeah. commit that time. Um, you know, you stay up until midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. It's hard to get up at 6 and go run or, or totally. ride or whatever. And, and then getting off work at normal time of the night and, you know, having family obligations. I just failed to make the time. And I, I'm cool with, with admitting that, you know, as much as I like to be the doing on Instagram full, you know, wilderness athlete, dragging bags up and down the mountain and training to hunt yeah. and hunt to live and live to hunt. You know, I, I mean, I am all that, but... <laughs> In reality, this year just got the best of me as far as just yeah. being a dad and in that whole life thing. And so, yeah. that being the case, I'm I'm not quite physically as where I'd like to be. However, one thing I know for sure is if I pace myself for the first three days, 
Usually by day four or five, yeah, I'll keep up with you or pass you all day long. Yeah. Okay. So you give okay. me, yeah, you give me three days to get in mountain shape, and mm-hmm. it's just no joke. Either I train and I'm in shape, or I'm slacking and I go in out of shape. In three days, you're let's, there, do, you're let's do this. Is that, you know is that physical or mental? Uh, I think it's more physical. I think it's more like wearing your your tendons and your ligaments, and and you know muscle burn, and you get some cramping and kind of get all that shit out of your system. And well, it's then, mental too. Yeah, I mean, well, like no, what no. part of this is a physical ability? F- physical and is... And what part is a mental perseverance yeah, so and the, just so de- the, determined to succeed? Yeah, physical is like that first day yeah. where you're just like full body breakdown, tissue tearing, like four ibuprofens, edible, <laughs> like crawl up in your mummy bag and just... You know, you're just... <laughs> you get that from the treehouse? Yeah, yeah, well... Yeah. Where else? Where else? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just asking. Yeah. I think it definitely comes from there, but it, it, regardless, you just got that day, and then day 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 two, you you get out on the on the trail, and and you feel all your tears kind of like re-tear, yeah, and then and then that's where the mental kicks in, and you push, and then day three is a little bit of like, oh, I kind of feel better, and I could push, but I shouldn't push, so you kind of pace, and then four and five you're like okay oh we got to go up and over and up and over like yeah. okay let's do it let's do it i got or it. you got to pack something out or whatever mm-hmm. i mean that's just me personally yeah. daniel i've hunted with you you're going with jack i have no doubt in my mind in the first three days you'll be good too yeah you know you just got to break in i think for me it's it's more mental than physical mm-hmm. um i have physical elements i have a knee that's not good i have another knee that's bothering me i'm not in the best sh- i mean I'm, I, I feel i'm in decent shape i'm not in like great shape um i haven't been you know you're back. pushing around those carts i'm, d- I'm working you're, on, you're on my feet all day, all day. You're good. but but i feel like my mental state of when it's like all right it's time to go yeah like we're going like you're, yeah. you're not going to hear me complaining you're not going to hear me whining i might be about 10 steps behind you but i'm right behind you yeah. like we're yeah. going to get there oh, yeah. i'll be up i'll be ready to go and i just mentally just decide that Nothing's going to stop me from going as far as we need to go to get this. Yeah. And a lot of times I've had to be the positive person mm-hmm. in, in a situation where like one dude's like, oh man, I'm, let's just chill here I'm today. Toasted toasted for a bit, yeah. And like, dude, they're not here. We got to go. Like, yep. Yep. we got to do it. Yep. Like, got a it just bit becomes this thing where it's like, you just have to do it, you know, or yep. you might as well just stay home. Yeah. Those so. sound like a lot of qual- qualities you learn as in youth sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. How great to persevere, point. how to push through, how mm-hmm. to how to how to go when you think you can't. All M- those mind those over practices. matter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you learn a lot of those traits as as a kid playing sports. You know, absolutely. Yeah, I was pretty fortunate getting like, the the bonds that my dad and I had growing up were sheep hunting and fly fishing. So, I <clears throat> when we we're doing youth sports. Yeah, I didn't play football and stuff because we were sheep hunting. Um, I, you know, I play baseball and some other sports like that. But I remember the days on the mountain being encouraged and then taking it slow early in the trip, you know, making sure you Mm -hmm. did a few, you know, go up flat top or whatever a couple of times, but make sure you take your time during the day. And then, or those first couple of days, you know, lots of spotting, lots of start early, take 15 minute breaks often get up don't try to build up huge mileage um with heavy packs at the beginning and then you get up to your base camp and or your spike camp wherever um and then you can start hunting hard you know but take that time getting in was important and then like all the mental games that you learn you the 
counting. I don't know what you guys do, but oh, when I was step counting when, when you're climbing, at, yeah, 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 that's how I do that. Yeah, and I, yeah, so step counting, and then I go to random numbers each time. So it like I, who knows what it is, and I reset. But those things that oh, my dad cool. instilled oh, in man, me it helped me to this day, and I still use all those things. That's a foundation. That's a, that's a crazy yeah. thing that maybe we never discussed, but everyone does it in yeah. their own way. Where You're I like do the same island, thing where I'm dude. like, I'm gonna do ten, and then I'm gonna stop. Or what I've also done is I'll look at a spot and I'll be like, yeah. I'm gonna go to right there. Yeah, and I'll go until I get there, and I'm gonna stop. Yeah. If that's less than t more than 10, then I'm going to do 10 and then I'm going to go there and then I'm going to do 10. But yeah. it's crazy. Like when you get on those pools, dude, and you're just like, there's no turning back. Yeah. There's no laying down. No. You, you just have to go. There's no taking up a this break thing. or sitting down. And it's crazy how your mind is like, okay. That's yeah. crazy. It works like that on everything. Like on the Peloton, I do the Peloton. If I put it on for an hour, it's much harder to get through. But if I do three 20 minutes or if I do a 30, a 15, a 10 minute, and then mm -hmm. a cool down, it's like, Damn, you just did four, four or five rides, but you did an hour and you didn't right. even notice it. It, mm. it. it just chops it up. So if you have that 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 mental breakdown, it, it's amazing what you could versus just the actually full go push to through. The end. Yeah, yeah, it's daunting. It's like oh, yeah, it's last just, fifteen minutes, the longest fifteen minutes yeah. of your life. Yeah, but yeah. You, you could sit there four times and do four twenty minute sessions yeah. like yeah. no mm -hmm. problem. You know, yeah, or you know that's I, I never thought I never knew that the the step counting was a technique for it makes sense though like. Yeah, I'm gonna go to 964 steps. Or and yeah. little steps are super important too. So it's like taking one inch steps. It yeah. counts as a step. Hell, so if I'm yes going to 61 does. steps this time, I can take. I can only move six feet if I want. Right. You know, I'm just taking a step. Right. And that, I think that really gets your your you in this different mental game. And not to stick to the same thing for me. Like I change it. Oh, you every do. time. Mm -hmm. Like every time I start going, it's a new yeah. number. Yeah. Oh, so you, cool. you talk to yourself and you tell well, yourself you were, a story. You were telling me on, on one of our sheep hunts, you d you did where you do the time stopped. Right. So you go, 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 and you only gave yourself 30 seconds of rest. Yes. And then you go, and then 30 seconds. Yeah, so I'd like do opposite. two minutes, like, and then 30 minutes was like, just if you just got to that 30 minutes was the biggest relief ever uh, you know drink your water and then like two minutes but man i can gain though when, yeah. when you're doing that like just non-stop mm -hmm. like you said you might do 70 steps to do 10 feet yeah but but you go you know yep, you're and, just always just, moving just then. moving and then all of a sudden you get up there and it's like oh my god thank god i'm here and it goes you know? back to the old thing in life where you're not actually failing until you quit so mm -hmm. even if you're making small steps towards yeah, progress. progress yeah yes. you're making progress mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be the biggest step you don't have to jump into the best position you can slowly you know yep. slowly elevate to where you want to be get yep. to the yeah. top one step at a time mm -hmm. yep. i tell myself all the time in my mind just slow down yes yeah don't stop just slow down yeah yep. and and that very much goes with going down Okay, going down sometimes is harder. That's like an unspoken part of it, right? Like, because that seems pretty scary. Oh, going down is really, yeah, it's, it's a whole other strenuous, uh, uh, you know, ailment it can put on your body between your knees and your lower back mm -hmm. and, and the way it digs in your heels and just different stuff when you're going right. downhill. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then 
you're kind of like going downhill, so you'll even get kind of. It's I I find it's more easy. It's easier to get more lackadaisical. Yeah, you're more and confident. lose focus when yeah. you're going down versus going up, where you're just like concentrating on every single inch. You mm-hmm. know, versus going down, you can kind of get on some shale and just like. Mm-hmm. Then you hit some wet grass, and you're like, oh shit! All yeah. your senses are like back up and quick, yeah, right yeah and then all of a sudden, or you do this weird like tweak on your knee and you're just like uh, oh mm-hmm. shit that like okay and then you just slow everything down yeah. now you're crawling again and it's like it's a whole nother mental when, game when really you should be more cautious because you're more tired you're hopefully more heavier you see the bottom you're moving you know, faster yeah, yep. you're moving faster oh, dude all of it there's yep. a lot more room for air there whereas when you're going up everything is a lot more calculated controlled controlled you're you know you're lighter yeah. you're you're in a better position to be successful yeah. in that Coming yeah, down as, like as we probably experienced, like I like to lead going up, but on the way down, I'm the last one oh, down. Way back, way down. Yeah. I just watch. Yeah. I watch which way you go. I watch where he goes, and I'm like, okay, yeah. which one's gonna work yeah. better for me? I'm in zero hurry. Yeah. Yeah, and I kind of get in a mode where I can just start being like, or I can get, I can start getting in a rhythm at the end where I can almost like, almost like you're skiing down there, not running, but I'm just like, just cruising, and then I'm like. You know, but all it takes is this one little pocket to like hyperextend your knee a right. little, and you're just like, oh, oh shit, like back it up, dude. Like, but it kind of gets fun in that shale stuff, oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the shale's great. Kind of almost like down. ski down it yeah. type of yeah. thing, and you're awesome. just, it's almost like a relief after. Oh, yeah. my God. I haven't been, but I can, I can imagine it. Oh, yeah. if anybody, yeah. and I'm sure any listener, you've ever carried a big heavy pack and you're going down on shale, it's yeah. like, it's like heaven on earth. It just takes a breath for however much long you have to do that. Where yeah. you just yeah. feel yeah. so good and just, it gives and gives and gives and all that pressure just comes off your body and goes yeah. into those rocks. Like, yeah, oh, that's right. It's so beautiful. I always wow. found that when you're, so you're going up, you always have to use your muscle groups. You're using them appropriately. Usually, you know, like, I guess like, um, the appropriate lifting technique or whatever you, you would be doing. Um, but when you're going down, it's easy to not use your glutes in your hammies like you're supposed to. And you would just watch people go down flat top. And they're, the way that they come so heavy forward, it's mm. all on their knees. Mm. They're using their knees. Shin splints. Like, I mean, just so trashing your legs, dude. When you have heavy backpacks to like actually squat down and stick your ass out. And, mm. and let your glutes and your hammies take that load. And absorb. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. Because yeah. oh, it puts so much point, pressure dude. on the front of your knees, dude. Oh, it's man. crazy, oh. dude. It burns. Yeah, it burns big time, big time. Um, well, let's give a quick shout-out real quick. Um, we're about an hour in here. I want to give a shout-out to the Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Uh, be sure to ask the bud tender, Chris, whoever's up there, about their deal of the day because, honestly, there's always something good on deck. And, guys, listen, this is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com. Remember, you must be 21 years and old to enter the store, and congratulations to you guys uh, one year anniversary by the time people hear this was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Oh, July was it really? July coming out this Saturday. Yeah, coming up. Yeah, oh, thank you. But people yeah. listening, wow, it was this bro. past Saturday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's been a great year. Crack oh, that man. window, please. It's getting kind of hot in here. Yeah. One yeah, year. Congratulations, in. Josh. Wow. You guys going to have some sort of party or what's yeah, going we're on? Having, we're having a bit, just a big customer appreciation sale. So we're 
we're discounting everything 20% off for the day and, wow. and just uh, giving back to the people. And, and then we're giving out a free ticket to come get a meal at, at Anchor Town Dogs. So redeemable for up to seven days. Nice. So, yep. So if nice, you have that man. ticket in hand and you're listening, come on down. Yeah. To either location there on fourth or seventh, and come Does get that your dog. Does that include the gyro too, or just anything? You get the whole meal, gyro or hot dog, chips, there drink, the whole deal. There we go. Come get it. Stickers, everything. Yeah, pickles included. Pickles, nice. everything. <laughs> well, we'll give a shout out to Serrano's as well. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage. Anchorage's own new generation of old casino. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through generations. Serrano's, Serrano's goal is to embrace and display traditional flavors using the best ingredients that are available and focusing on making everything from scratch daily. They have two locations. One's on Tudor, one's on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights has the new tequila bar. Check them out at serranosmexicangrill.com. Yeah, nice, man. I, I'm, I'm still trying to get over there and do the AWP dinner night, man. What are we doing on that? Yeah, we need to go. We yeah. just had a family dinner over there last week. Man. Did you really? Yeah, those shrimp tacos, ooh, shrimp street tacos are incredible. Do they keep them whole or oh, do they yeah. chop them up? No, they keep them whole. Yeah, nice. they're good. Oh, yeah, so you, you got to get at least three of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's how you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've been I've been waiting to get the get the crew together and go get that done. Yeah, we also. I mean, imagine they have a mean carne asada. Oh yeah, you know they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> carne asada. Everybody got quesadillas I, too. Quesadillas <laughs> are delicious. They have a lot of daily specials that are really good that Sorry, I like Brando. to hit up, but I I can't really. Have you been? Uh, no. Have you been no. in Serrano's? No. Oh, yeah. Serrano's? Yeah, quite a few times. Have yeah, you I'm really? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The Serrano's is great. Mm-hmm. Their new outdoor deck is bomb, too. Yeah. All right. We'll move on to Tailored Restoration, uh, your 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, po- <coughs> post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling, including burst pipes, overflowing toilets, downed trees, fires, pet accidents and vandalism tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you anytime day or night give them a call in anchorage at 344-1239 it's their main number they'll get you connected with any of their uh markets there between wasilla and fairbanks uh hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com yeah yeah i wonder if trent's going i'm sure he is going on a sheep hunt yeah i mean you you kind of keep up with him or stay in touch Did yeah he's he been, he's been uh, no i don't know he's been uh he got the goat pretty spring, go go right? go yeah he's been pretty go 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 all summer yeah it's like tough to get a hold of this guy when he's on the full mission here to get going um but moving on with the uh with the month we pretty much did the moose hunt i mean the, not the moose hunt but yeah your moose hunt and then the sheep hunt which is in the middle of august and then um coming That's all the early season stuff yeah the early season which which really starts august 10th um, that's when the sheep hunt opens. Yep. That's when some yep. of these moose tags open, depending on where you're at. Is that when that one opens, the 10th? The one you guys are going on? It is. The, it's a standard harvest ticket. Season, okay. So it's the 10th. Yeah. So it is the 10th. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, the other one that is, uh, I am extremely, extremely, extremely excited about is uh, our uh, moose float hunt that uh, I am highly excited about it is uh, we will be repeating the same creek that we did before my brother and myself 
Um, this time we will be bringing along the homie Josh and one other guy to be determined. Um, Cisco's got his hat in the in the mix. In the mix. Yeah, what's um, what's his delay? Like, why doesn't he? Uh, just it's a work thing. It's a work thing. They, I'm a, they I might have to call him. I'll give him a call. Yeah, I'm gonna have to twist his arm a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's kind of a tough one to crack sometimes when it comes to like. No, I don't think it's. He wants to go. He wants oh, to go. Sure it's not does. him. It's yeah, it's his yeah. work getting off. They're like not letting anybody know until August Ugh. what the plan is, they and so got that kind of dudes that hunt exactly. Team, and, he, yeah. and he's not the he's not the the oldest guy in, in the shop. Yeah. So those guys get priority in that deal. Um, but he wants to come, and 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 then that moose float hunt is a combination uh, caribou registration tag slash moose hunt um so we plan to go up into that area on the 27th and do a full 10 i think we have 10 to 12 days slotted for that yeah um the 27th to the 6th that's gonna be epic um that is a very very long you know over 100 mile float trip um epic how many pairs of uh boxers should i bring Yeah, yeah, let's get into that, actually. I'm going on these moose hunts. I mean, the cool thing is that you can bring as much stuff as you really want. You know, we got two big 14-foot rafts, and that just, like, lets you load up as much stuff as you want. So the way we're going to do it on the rafts is we will have probably four of those big 120, 125 yetis, mm-hmm. where one probably two will be full of beer and <laughs> <laughs> ready to pack meat on the way out yeah and the other two will be full of food and yeah. ice yeah um so i come come to the hunting time what you asked your question about how many underwear that's actually a really good question um we haven't put on our website yet the gear list but once we already combine i'm going to do a sheep hunt list i'm going to do a moose list on like the gear that i'm taking and we're going to put it on our website um but I have gone to, within a two-week hunt, I only bring two pair of underwear yeah. and three pair of socks. I was going to say, because I always bring way too much stuff, and literally I'll wear, you know, you get the merino wool, the good merino wool underwear. They don't smell. They're, they la- I mean, I don't know. You wear them three, four days, and you don't notice it. I mean, yeah, you only need like you two hit the pairs, smell right? check. Everything's good. So right. yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, so I just kind of always wonder because going on those, I've never really been on a ten day trip like that before. So I definitely want to see the gear list and see what what's up. But things can get. I'm real thinking on the skunky. leaner side, like yeah, you know, because in re- yeah. In, in in real and really thinking about it, you're living in those waders. Um, so one of the important things is to get yourself a really good pair of waders. Mm-hmm. I prefer the pant waders over the chest waders. Yeah, I have um, the pant waders. They're just the they're just lighter. So um, you're wearing your waders the whole time you're floating. Yeah. So yeah. I, I will wear. I, I will Not bring just a this, boot. So what I will bring is I'll bring three pairs of socks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one that's heavier calf for like sleeping, all merino wool, of course, mm-hmm. and then two pair of underwear, and then I will bring one pair of pants. That I would just wear the whole time. Two pair uh, underwear for two ten days. The dirtiest D. Yeah, no, it's all all you need. No, I'm just fucking around. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and then the dirtiest. And then the one pair of pants, the waders which you live in, and then what I do bring is two sets of, um, like you know, long johns or whatever. I bring a really light. I bring yeah. a really light one, Dailies. Um, like a daily one that will go under the waders, but sometimes I'll put on the thick ones 
Um, First Light has some really, 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 really good merino thick ones that I bring that will be good in the morning. Because you get up at 6 and you start that flow. I mean, everything's frozen. Yeah, Everything frozen. is freezing, freezing dude. It is, like, freezing. It's full of wool socks. Yeah, and it'll go from, like, freezing to, like, get this off me, dude. It's right, just, like, right. so hot on the river. Yeah. So you got to be prepared for that. And then I'll bring, like, a light merino shirt. I'll bring a long sleeve shirt. I'll bring a um, a hoodie. And then I'll bring the puffy coat and a raincoat. Okay. And that's it. I will bring some rain pants um, if we're going to be, because we'll be staying at a couple spots for a couple of days. And if we got to go in, mm-hmm. in the rain, you don't want to wear the waders. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you're going to have to. Right. Especially if you get a moose down, yeah. you know, wherever. Right. Or if your waders get wet and you need to. Switch warm, it up. You know, warm up. Get and out actually out what things. I will bring this time, um, now that we, we, you talked about it before, was the guard, the guard socks. mm because yeah. there's some gravel super guards. the gravel guard socks and a pair of shorts what because are some, socks? those are the ones that you're making fun of me that i had um the knee high they're okay. like they're knee high neoprene that you just wear with your waiter boots if it's really hot and just shorts uh-huh. because it gets blazing mm. if you get one of those sunny days you don't want to be in those waiters no, dude. Uh, yeah. and you're in and out of that raft all the time you're getting stuck on something you got to drag you got to pull over. So why know. are you wearing waders as opposed to just like knee highs or, or whatever? Are the knee highs not, not enough? Um, They're not th- water. For any given time, too, you can no, I mean, jump into boots, waist like high water, say, right? That's uh, what I'm asking. Like, oh, the knee yeah. high boots? Yeah, like just say you wore some extra tufts or some mucks or something. Um, like. Because of getting in and out of the raft, a lot okay. of times you jump out, and then if you get water in there, then those boots are useless. Well, I, I've never been on that river, so I don't know how. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the jump out. Yeah, it's... The beginning, there's a lot of jumping in, jumping out, and you okay. never know when you yeah, gotta. You never know yeah. when you gotta river, jump out. Yeah, you don't well, especially if you those. see a moose or you see something, and you gotta make a move, yeah. and you might have to jump into something mid thigh, right, yeah. to to quickly tie the boat off, and then mm-hmm. now you're jumping off and chasing something in the woods, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but but like eighty percent of the time, you're gonna be in your waders. Yeah, those mm-hmm. wader pants, whether you have the light, the light um, thermals underneath, or the thick, or none. Isn't that yeah. pretty standard? to expect on any kind of float whether it be fishing or hunting that you're kind of living in waders yeah. unless it's like hot gokana style you probably wear board shorts and flip-flops or yeah, i guess in every float i've ever done i'm always wearing the the waders yeah right, but right but it's really nice if it's hot to bring those nice gravel day. guard socks yeah. and the shorts there because you you're predicting mm-hmm. a hot day that's yeah. just as nice to be yeah. out in that because you can yeah. still jump in and out of the boat. You're not worried about yeah. getting wet. Oh, that's got to be nice, man. Get out of those waders. Yeah, you don't get all sweatified. Oh, dude. That's got to be such a relief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jump back in them later. If you're going to stay at the same spot for a few days and it's boggy, wouldn't you want the knee highs? Like, why not? You're in a raft. They're light. You bring them. Yeah. 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 No, Just we still bring them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. basically what I'll bring We're is I'll bring camp. my waiter boots mm-hmm. that you mostly wear. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I'll bring a pair of camp shoes uh-huh. that are like shoes that are like waterproof but not like sandals. Yeah. Right, right. And then I'll bring those boots. Those okay. will be the only three pairs of shoes I wear. Yeah. And then, because you're right, in the morning it's cold, at night it's cold. Sometimes yeah. it's a little mog, you know, soggy where you're at and you're going to wear those knee highs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it's it's September, it gets, gets freezing, you yeah. know, up there. Mm-hmm. So there's three three socks, those three pairs of shoes, you know. Yeah. Um, the two unders, the rain pants, the raincoat, the same puffy f- coat. Same fit every day. All same the fit every day. All the pictures. All the pictures just to flash through the same fit. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I just I want to paint the picture. I want people yeah. to understand. So when you see all the pictures, you know this didn't happen on one day. This is ten days deep. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yes. Same fit. 
I always bring one extra thing though on top of like your normal gear that if you were suited up for the coldest day and you fell in, yeah. that you have that other thing that you'll put oh, on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah, maybe like course. a puffy that you can roll up real small. That's, yeah. But you need that last dry piece of... Oh, yeah, yeah right. something, something that you're going to call in your bag with, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I always bring more than that. Like, so my thing is I bring too much stuff and I want to, I, I need to hone it down because mm. most of the times I never use, you know, 75% of the stuff I bring. Right. I always have extra. Yeah. Because I've been through some, you know, some experiences. You really, you really well, when you go on this, it's like you get one dry bag. Yeah. You know, fit. What, That's what I mean. If you're on a boat, bag. everything yeah. has to be limited. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely the, the gear list the will be dry, out. You're using the big dry bag. So you have your, your wiggies, your pad, and yep. your 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 sleeping bag, fit, your pads, your, your bag, my can clothes. I, can with, I bring the with body, pillow? Clothes. body pillow? If you can fit it in. <laughs> <laughs> the boppy. Can, can I get my <laughs> oh, the body pillow? Full body yeah, pillow. Yeah, you know, yeah. My if you can fit it in the wrong bag. Between my legs, is it like, yeah. Does it like get down about the size of a thermorest? I don't see why he couldn't bring it. You know, Body pillow. No. That's like this chair. And you always got to bring that duct tape to fix the dry bag. Duct tape, electrical. Yeah, duct tape. Stick your head in that bag every morning and look up. And it's like, oh, shit, I got a little light coming through. Yeah. Yeah. Or tenacious tape. Yeah, that works really good. Any other questions on on the moose, like gear-wise, you can think of? Um, No, I'm just really looking forward to the, even the opportunity to be around a moose kill. I think, um, you know, having hunted caribou for eight years or I don't know when we first started, but... That was really my first experience hunting and you know moose is something that i've always wanted to be a part of i've heard the stories of brandon you know all his hunts and so just to even go and you know go on this float i'm just looking forward to being out there and hopefully we get lucky maybe we're too early but either way we're i think yeah. it's going to be an amazing time still yeah. a chance so it's me you and carlo barlow for right now. now we're looking for a fourth I have, a, I have a question about the meat care. So say that you get a moose early in a long float. Mm-hmm. Um, do you stay in that spot for a while and hang it? Or do you try to get out fast and then you have these hot days on the raft? What are you doing with the meat? Or say it's rainy. Um, the, the goal with the meat, if we get one early, um, well, we plan to be about mid-river once the moose hunting season opens. Oh, okay. Um, so if we get one, the plan is to... to depending on the weather is to jet out of there. And as it, anyone that has gone, like it's, it's highly important every day to get out of the raft. When you stop the raft to get that meat out, hang it up, yep. flip it over, um, you know, make sure it's getting plenty of air, make sure it's dry. Um, we got, you know, the tarps, I have the table. It's definitely going to, that's like a chore. That's just an added oh thing. God, as right. far as like you, every day, if you're yep. moving, you got to set up the camp. You got to take down the camp. And then yep. once you get a moose, that just adds to, you know, hanging it up. Um, so that's, I mean, that's the thing. You don't know what the weather's going to be, but you're prepared with a tarp. You're prepared with the plenty of rope to hang this stuff up. Um, plenty of uh you know nails or whatever you're gonna do to hang it up or on branches or things like that and that's just one of the the big chores and that's why we bring the big hoss boots to just carry those quarters around around. yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. i could see him just throwing a freaking hind corner on his shoulder be like where does he need to go boys (laughs) (laughs) my nickname was paul bunyan jr when i was on the kenai in uh, 1984 so PBJ? Um, PBJ. Paul Bunyan Jr. That's awesome. Ask, ask about me. See, see about me at Dots Landing. In that area. 
There's a picture of him over there. Knifed the <laughs> into a on tree. The River, on the on the Keeley River, just doing it. Yeah. So yeah. so <laughs> along with that question though, and and I, there's I've seen different um different ways of people doing it, and some people have like a mesh thing on their raft that yeah. they put, so it's kind of getting air. Right. Um, my it's like raft. A net. It's yeah, on. it's like a net yeah. that you could put it on. Um, I'm just gonna have the table, and you're obviously gonna have to flip that stuff yeah. over. So then at least it doesn't get water in <coughs> from from the sides. Yeah, you yeah. definitely don't want to like dip it in water. Right. Yeah, if you can help it. Yeah, and then having the two rafts. You know, we'll be able to have like just the meat there. We'll be able to flip it, have it shaded while we're rafting. Um, I thought it was really cool to see on the Kenai the dudes with the they had like the little umbrella. Oh yeah, that was awesome. You know, I was like, man, that's actually a pretty good idea. Oh, some yeah. shade. Yeah, but you could easily take like um, I was thinking about bringing my old um, two man tent. Yeah. Just with the one that goes through it and have it on the end of the raft and somewhere else like bent and stuff. So then you can have that oh, kind of covering yeah. it. So if it's like raining while you're going, you don't have like a heavy tarp just sitting on it. Or you can have this rain fly that's above it where it's still going to keep it dry and I'll also get air. air. Yeah, exactly. I thought smart. we were going to do the Anchor Town Dog umbrella mod. Ooh. Yeah, no, that, that's that's plan B. Like, do, I, do we need to call Chad? We got to weld this up. No, so we were floating on the river, and we see the guys with the full umbrella. Yeah. Like, yeah. the hot dog cart yeah. on the water. That's awesome. So, I yeah, that works on the Kenai, but in, in this one, it's tight, think, tight quarters. River yeah, dude, you get in yeah. some of those, and there's down trees and we stuff can go like with that. The yeah. Tijuana Timmy umbrella, too. We don't need to get that and big. Just, and just, it don't have to be the full anchor tongue dogs. You know, we'll just get the handheld and put you back there. How many sombreros have we lost in the volcano? I, mean. <laughs> I, I had a really strong suggestion on that meat care side yeah, on, go ahead. On, the, on the raft transport. So um, Phil supplies these uh, Visqueen 55-gallon drum bags, and you can get them through AIH. And they're thick. They're like um, maybe like medium-range tarp thickness in yeah. terms of mill mill thickness and and they're really good for like a full the biggest goddamn bull moose you could ever kill hindquarter can fit in a 55 gallon drum right bisqueen bag and, and what you do is you bring a half a dozen of those and you put a quarter in each one you put the rib in each one and then you kind of have a random bag for neck meat uh tenderloin and backstrap and then from there you put them in a magnum like walmart dry bag during transport only so even on like hot days um I see think the thing just, with that is case by case this is like in the ex, in the in the situation of extreme rain and oh, wetness okay yeah this is what you would do now right if it's nice and you can elevate it and get it out in the open where it's breathing and then be rotating it yeah so that's another thing you got to do if you have time or the ability is to take the meat and rotate it while you're floating right so the shit on the bottom gets shifted or you get off the boat for a few minutes and take a break, take a piss break, and then yeah. and rotate the meat. Now, if you've got nice, hot, dry, sunny days, let the meat be out if you can. Mm. But in those ex in circumstances right. of extreme rain and wetness where you have no control, it's just everywhere you go and stop and set up, it's just raining and raining and raining. At least you can have those in that set up a pole or whatever you're going to do uh, a lean to or whatever you're going to do and then put the meat out on a tarp on the ground yeah. at least out of those bags 
Yeah. And they can go out and be at least dryish while yeah, it's raining, yeah, and then yeah. transfer back into those bags. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done it in meat wagons, where the concern was that water may get in the meat wagon, right? Crossing like massive areas of swamp, mm-hmm. where the the meat wagons just constantly dipping in the water and dipping mm-hmm. in the water. It's not mm-hmm. just creeks and shit. It's just yeah. constantly submerged, and it's muddy, shitty nasty water because it leaks through you can put sealant around the bolts and all those different things but water gets in man it just gets yeah every time you unload that meat wagon there's like inches of water sitting down there that came in through something yeah it's just not watertight and so we extra over the top seal bags in an in an environment where it's pretty much dry in a contained trailer i can only imagine a goddamn raft yeah, Where well, you got to think about just... on my raft in the back, and this is my th- I've thought this through already. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that table that goes behind my chair, and there's the bar where my chair is on, and then there's another bar. So there's a big airspace between that where the table mm-hmm. starts, where you could have meat that's hanging on to this front bar where it's mm-hmm. just getting air underneath, and there's no way it's oh, going to get be water right. because right. it's elevated as yeah. high as I am. Yeah, and so air is going to flow from that'd the back. Be and through in there yeah. and you can have it all laid out and then just flip it and yeah. flip it and have it like it's not going to fall down right and it's not going to get in the water as long but as it's it doesn't still get, get wet you'd be gold and yeah. then it's covered if it did rain yes oh so then i'll go. have a cover that comes up over it if it if it's raining i mean if you've ever killed a moose in the rain it gets wet yeah like i don't care if you're have the most primo canopies and tarps and hanging poles and whatever the hell you got it gets wet it just mm-hmm. it does over time. So any opportunity you can get it dry or hung or in an area where it's getting air, you know you're you're going to be winning. But you know, yeah. loose meat carries a tough one. Totally, because it's just so goddamn I heavy like and those big. Fish and clean bags though. That sounds really. I, I, yeah, but really you really have cool. to take them out. I mean, because you know there's moisture yeah, that yeah, builds yeah. while they're sitting in there over mm-hmm. the time. Right. Because you might go through a day where it's like torrential downpour in the morning, and then it gets to 68 degrees for three or four hours. You're yeah. not going to stop and take the meat out. It just stays in the visqueen bag. Yeah. yeah. But then when you get to wherever you're going to camp that Strictly night. for the transport. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then if you obviously sense. are able to cut down an old dead spruce tree and build a quick meat pole and throw it up, absolutely right. do that. Oppor- yeah. Take that opportunity. Oh, we will. We'll have the chance. Yeah, take take the hour and cut it and hang it. And if you can, Lots of rope if you can that. just get it up. And yeah. let me tell you another quick hot tip. No rope. No rope. Zero ropes. No rope. Nope. Ratchet straps. Oh. Without the ratchet, you wrap it around the hawk. You, you loop the ratchet strap in the, the eye loop of mm-hmm. the hook. Yeah. String it through. It self-tightens. Wrap it up over the pole. Nice. Bam. Then you got straps for multi-use for whatever right, you're doing. Right, right. But you just have individual straps to like. Yeah. And you can hang your meat that way. And then can cool. you ratchet it up to go? Well, I use ratchet straps some, a lot of times. In those moments to cut a tree down, make a meat pole, use the ratchet strap to use as a brace to connect the T to the... Oh, got it. You know what I mean? Yes. And then ratchet it, and then... Uh, yeah. That, that's another opportunity, too, that you can... Yeah. Can I, yeah. cool. I could do pull-ups on there, too, right? Now, you're yeah. going to carry yeah, extra absolutely. weight with the eye-loop <laughs> hook of the strap. But if you want something that's just multi-use constantly, and you're not cutting yeah. another wad of twine or a ball of this or... 
that ends up being waste. Yeah, right. and we bring the ratchet straps anyway because we're strapping things down on right. the table. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a multi-use opportunity where you can yeah, use some of the idea. straps you already have mm-hmm. and then bring an extra like half a dozen to help hang. Yeah. And then you can just use some twine chunks or whatever to hang like the loins and some of the smaller bags that aren't so big. But That's if where just, that five-gallon bucket comes into play. You see my bucket of straps everywhere I go, man. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a ball of a mess, but it always comes in here. A five-gallon bucket. Actually, yeah. I've narrowed it down to a two-and-a-half-gallon bucket. Oh, right. I was yeah, going to say, the five-gallon's a little excessive because it's too deep. So yeah. a three-gallon or two-and-a-half-gallon yeah, is the, the perfect. Sh- yeah. Yeah. You have plenty, the, of, of, uh, plenty of ratchet straps and bungee cords. You know, I like the uh, AIH bungee cords, the rubber ones uh-huh. yeah. what i most love about the bucket is i throw it kind of empty on the top of a meat wagon yeah so it's all the straps are now in use and it's kind of empty mm-hmm. so as you're cruising in you're just throwing spruce in you're throwing spruce yeah. ends in there as you cruise oh, down nice, the trail nice. pow, 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 pow. and then i make my signature uh spruce hen fajitas that oh, night there you go uh, at camp really so i never heard of this yeah, well, you guys hear a lot of talk I mean, you guys don't get to come on this <laughs> so. sorry what do you that, do guys. with them you bread them or no nah, i just have a little seasoning and then i throw a little flour in at the end all and right. just kind of they're nothing fancy but i mean what kind it's of all seasoning? coming out of the cook uh, kit you know just some stuff okay that's that trail no i actually no no honestly i have this like ziploc bag of random just clapped out spices and i just kind of I can't say that every recipe has ever been the same. Okay, yeah. It's, I think it's different every yeah. time. Like what your mom's that, Bloody Mary. <laughs> Were you with but me? Was it you that was with me when we pulled out the trill? The trill seasoning? It just it's called trill. trill. Yeah, oh, like, with Carter and Chris. It's something my wife put together. Like, we went out, in the, and it's just it was just a mix she made, and she put it. It was just white tape on there on the old, you know, McCormick seasoning, and it was a mix of who knows what, and it just said trill. That's the best. Nice. I love the mix. It was still the, the best steak I ever had yeah, on yeah, the I just sprinkled it like salt like, bay. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is- well, Jackie, what do you got after the sheep? So oh I before the sheep, I wanted to just get a shout out to the Salmon Fest, man. Like people, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Salmon Fest is mm-hmm. awesome. I've been down there with the kids before. Um, man, I love it. I, I I would love to fit it in this year. I'm going to try to, but we're going to leave on that Sunday. So I don't know, like bringing down the kids, if I'm going to be able to make that work. What you day like, Elaborate that? on that. On yeah, what that da- what's the date like, on that? What's the deal with that? The Salmon Fest? Yeah. yeah. yeah break so, it down. Yeah. The Salmon Fest is, a, I would say it's a bluegrass festival. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but, you know, yeah. you know, it's all that's about a good, that's a good, yeah. conserving our uh, our salmon habitat. Um, but it's a rad thing. It's down in Ilchik. Uh, they bring up lots of bands from the States. A lot of Alaska bands go. Um, for me, it was super kid-friendly. Um, the crowd you know, is huge, though, right? Crowd's pretty big, uh, but it's mixed because they have different stages and there's different popular popularity from the band. So oh, okay. it's it's never been overwhelming. When we were there last time, so last year was canceled. They said they were going to build a new stage. I'm not sure if they did do that, but I mean, by uh, my daughter was three and it was on my shoulders in front of John Mayer, mm-hmm. probably 20, 20 yards from the stage. And it wasn't too tight where I couldn't dance with her and throw mm-hmm. her around. And so it was really good. Uh, but a good mix of music, a good mix between, um, there's a lot, there is some rap there. Um, there is some bluegrass. Who, who? Um, Alaska Red performed. Alaska. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a good mix. And then their food's usually super bomb. Um, and then there's some informational stuff. People get on stage and talk about different things. Um, 
but it's just a cool event and we don't have a lot of those type of music festivals in should Alaska. we do a live podcast what's the date for that it's that weekend before we're going sheep hunting so it's like what seventh eighth ninth maybe Oh, look. Oh, 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 okay. Hold on. Before we get and move on, I, I meant to tell everyone about August 7th is the Coho Rodeo. Oh, down at Ship Creek. Down at Ship Creek. Oh, man. Down Dustin's at the Bay Shed. It's the Coho Rodeo. Yeah. First place gets a thousand bucks. Oh, this is one a cash, day. Cash, cash. One day. One day only. Bring the kids. Bring everyone. They're a lot in the time. I want to say it's like 11 to 6. And it's winner takes all. No, actually, no. There's gonna be like a thousand dollar prize, like five hundred, two hundred. Cheers. You know, mystery number, all this stuff. He's got all these people there. We're one of his sponsors. He's got all these sponsors. It's the first time he's doing it. He expects it to get a lot bigger. He's already telling me next year it's gonna be three times as big, three times as big right. a prize money. Oh, um, wow. August seventh, Saturday, August seventh, is the Coho Rodeo derby down at ship creek and they're already catching the kings that sh i mean the silvers silver sorry silvers they're already catching the silvers down there he said people are catching kings and silvers and they said that they extended the king um closure mm. because there's so many kings and they're out. still catching chrome kings and silver like, he's posting really? every day chrome kings dude That's awesome. yeah and so i can't believe it what's his Same instagram time. i gotta follow that the bait shack the bait shack oh i'm gonna give you a follow right oh. now brother josh so, once you and dustin meet curtains they're gonna be like, like my, my, my cousin it's gonna be like me <laughs> like introduced me and you you don't even know it's your <laughs> yeah. cousin yet until you met him no, no he went into the treehouse the other day he said oh, really? i feel like i'm home <laughs> so he told me. i mean the culture speaks man the culture speaks it just is what it is you he know? says i feel like i'm the big homie in That's here just it. That's awesome. <laughs> so is it the the you catch three fish and they're all weighed how's it no it's just one it's one your biggest the biggest fish okay that's it well, I'm pretty I, sure. No, I think you can limb on two silvers. No, you can get more than one. Well, but the, what, the biggest two, fish is going to win. I'm sure the biggest okay. of your two the can biggest. be entered okay. into the dirt. Yeah, 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 if yeah. I had to guess. Yes. I don't remember getting that exact detail from Dustin, but um, if you're back, you know, kings, you can get one. So yes. you're one king. You throw it back and try and catch a bigger one to enter, or you enter that Yeah, well, fish. I but think the silvers is. It's two. The limits too. Two. So you I, get two I, and we you can double keep check your, the regs. I can double check. Well, the once it, once it comes out with all the details, we'll definitely yeah. post it on our page and let people know. But yeah. just remember, August seventh is the date. Yeah. So you're either going sheep hunting, you're going uh, coho fishing, or you're going down to salmon fest five salmon through fest. eight. So yeah, salmon fest would be nice. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it this year, but uh, right after that, we'll we will be going sheep hunting and when i come home from that i'm going to do my caribou hunt um i'd like to uh get out there in the mountains and uh take something down with the bow um so that's the plan for that one and then uh but really don't really have an area picked um just going to watch the caribou hotline and maybe i'll get this this person's phone number that brandon calls about where the caribou are yeah yeah, mm -hmm. that sounds. I like saved it. Really nice. Um, but uh, a few <laughs> options there. I know that Daniel will be down to go out, or uh, you know, Jake's going to be going out in his cub, and maybe he needs someone to hold his dog in the back seat. And I'm, I'm good at holding dogs, so um, and I can bring my bow on that. So uh, one of those two things for like late August, and um, it may be multiple attempts if I'm going with the bow. Yeah. So, uh, but ho I'm really hopeful for that. And then uh, we have our yearly uh, moose hunt um, with the family, and uh, it's uh, this the old cronies that go, 
And uh, so I'm the. Is youngster. Jerry bringing the new wife out? Jerry's Jerry's not coming, so I'm I'm the youngster again. Um, yeah, I've been the young guy every year for a long time. <laughs> sounds like you got to carry a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> when you see the pony keg on his wheeler, it's like, oh, oh okay, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. he's doing. He's yeah. serving ciders and making coffee in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just do what I'm told on that trip because that's my dad's trip. And uh, I'm told to bring that that keg in, and I put it in the front so I don't flip that four wheeler really over. That's really cool that you still <laughs> like you, you take that wheelers. on, man. <laughs> What's that? Jeez. Like like you're just good with you you like the hierarchy of that moose camp, and you come along and you you're with the old boys, and like I hope to be that old boy one day that has like the kids that come and they're doing that thing. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm just part of the team. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. You have a role. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. My it's role is, like, beautiful. lifting heavy shit, pulling shit out, doing work. And yeah. it's uh, it's really fun. And uh, But, you know, um, Dad and Earl, you know, they're in really, really good shape. Um, on my, my dad's 65 and gets after it. He's doing 8 to 10 miles and uh, willow brush that's 6 foot tall and uh, lots of features and He's usually the one that's taking the moose. Um, if he didn't take it, he probably spotted it. How, how so does that? How does that go? What's that? Is it like it's this guy's year? No, it's, this guy, it's nope. whoever spots it or whoever. Whoever uh, we don't. It, do you guys want? There's got to be something. No, I know you have your way, but I want to know. No, what no else. there's so do, not. Do you guys one. want me to let out a call? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, shit. let a call out. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep going. I'll just do it. <laughs> One time, Brando. <laughs> no, time. keep going with your story, man. I, 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 about blue, I about blue and That's for the Patreon. That's <laughs> on the Patreon. Two hundred Patreon. Yeah. Get that story we'll, and the call. We'll teach you how to do the Brandon Moose call. There you go. It's, it's a good level. one. Yeah. It is legit. It's a real sick and horny moose. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I mean that yeah. thing's pulling in the. We got him coming running down Dowling. So. <laughs> hey, he was licking my headlights earlier. <laughs> it's. Oh my god! If anybody's fall round up, fall round up. Anybody's ever had a really super horny bull come in, just grunting and fired up, man? With his pink thing hanging out, that's what I'm excited to see. Yeah, yeah, dude, I've just never seen the weird eyes. Oh, I just can't wait to see that whole that whole process of just. I mean, Daniel, Daniel, do the call, and then here they come. Yeah, that's right. Right up to DB Coop. <laughs> you can be out there being like, here, moosey, moosey, moosey. <laughs> it worked for Bert and Ernie. I mean, come on. I feel like it's just like, I don't know, just from me not ever going, but it just seems like it. the opportunity is going to give itself to you or not. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go out there. It, you never predict what can hap- what's going to happen. You never know what you're going to see. And it's either going to happen or it's not. I don't know. Yeah, you can do all the right things. Yeah. Have the, the, the horniest best plan, call. The best laid plan. <laughs> and plenty the of beer practice, and all the right stuff. Practice and your the, call for three months. The right know, they got to the, be there when you get there. Yeah. Like they yeah. got to be around yeah. to even have a chance. And then you can be there for seven days, and on the eighth day, just some random bull decides right. to drift into range. and Or the day before you before it's legal, you see the... Well, that's the, what happened to us on the moose that's, float, That's dude. what I'm saying. Literally yeah. the day the we're about to launch... Bull. Yeah, you see. Doesn't open until the next day. Yep, and yep. there's one literally in the parking lot of the yeah, launch, dude. Yeah. yeah. 
just like looking at us. Like, and then you oh. never see anything for ten days. Yeah, yeah. That's how. That's it what I mean. Happen. That's just yeah. how it is. Yeah. If if it's meant to be, it happens, and you know, it's yeah, hundred percent. And if not, it's it was just part of the journey. And sometimes yeah. you see some moose that take three or four days to work on to mm-hmm. get to you. And, really? and that's a huge game of patience because you're just wow, like so working it in. You see them the day one, and then you see them the next morning, and then for like three days, it's like, where'd he go? Where the hell did they go? And then you're, you know, four thirty up at the wherever the knob, and and you're just chilling, bullshitting about life, and you turn back, and there's a bull over there, ooh, ooh, just uh. looking for you, and you're like, damn, I've been calling you for three days, and then now it's game time. Is and that when it, you get salty if your hunting buddy takes it out? Comes out the tent late and just. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no. It's kind of weird. Are we going there? <laughs> going straight. Hey, it's a couple of Well, that's why I, that's why I was asking yeah. Jack. Yeah. Going personal? So we, no, well. I mean, hey, let's get it. Let's keep it real. Well, that's why I was asking Jack. What is the so, procedure? I mean, I feel like, like it should be a team. I don't know. That's in exactly my mind, it should it be a Communication is of, of the utmost importance. Yeah. That's what I want to yeah. Yeah, so we'll elaborate on that, Jack. Well, we ours is just different than some others where you like you might have that type of opportunity, but our opportunities are rare and when they come you need to capture them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's no ego. Like be, no one cares. Yeah, I like love we're that. it's a I feel like that I feel like that would be the way. And it is really mm-hmm. we hunt really really hard. I mean, when I was saying my dad's walking eight to ten miles through six foot willows he is there's a lot of features that's what we're all doing mm-hmm. and we don't see a lot of bulls we'll go the whole week and see one to three bulls hopefully we get one we're only trying to take one moose for the group yeah um and so the first legal moose is done and that's it yeah it doesn't matter who took it and everyone's there the second that it goes down um yeah and it, we, really we've simple. tried to like help get other people moose before, but that just doesn't work where we go. Well, the, the moose density is low. The terrain's really hard to hunt. There are tons of predators. We had two wolf packs take down moose within 500 yards of camp over our 12 day period last year. Yeah. And it's just, there's, I think we saw 20 cows. One had a calf. Yeah. So you, you just, you take what you got and everyone's mm-hmm. cool with it. So it's like a different environment. I only bring it up to, you know, because of the area that you go in the store, it's a different type of, of oh, field. Yeah, walk totally. us through that. What do you so, guys, well, yeah. how do you guys work you know, it out? Well, it changes. I mean, it's never consistent the same. Well, walk us through one Well, scenario. but talk about it because this is a thing that probably would happen on people's hunts that you don't think about, you don't talk about in front of, in front yeah. of it and then it happens and it, you know, yeah. so... Our, our move is more um, getting in there and then you can kind of feel that like the moose in the area haven't been disturbed yet. And so your presence and, and scent and sound and all the everything that comes along with your presence there as a human starts to every day reveal itself more and more, I feel like. So, so your first set of calls, to me, we get up to camp and... We're lucky that night to get set up and then have like 45 minutes to go up to the knob before the sundown and get a call. But to me, it's it's critical because I always feel like we see a moose the first night or a set of moose or something. We always see something the first night, which tells me that they're just there and they're in their habitat. Well, but what we were talking about was specifically was like a person working the moose in for days and days. And, you know, I was getting to that. Oh, you were. Yeah. So as it begins there. And oftentimes those moose are so far away, they hear those calls. They're not just like running in. They're in an area where they've already been 
gathered up. They've got some cows in the area. They're not in a big ass hurry to just come running up there. Uh-huh. So they already they got some stuff going on. You most likely get your their attention, and the next morning you hope to see them again in the morning. We do see them oftentimes the next morning in the same general vicinity or area. Or if you see three, you might see one. You see one, you might see three the next day. Generally there. Then there's this like lull where you all of a sudden don't see anything. Or you see them in the back edges chilling, you know, and you're like, God yeah. damn, man, they're still like five, six, seven miles away. Uh-huh. Spotting scope, seeing them, bulls, cool. Then it's like that third or fourth day almost every time that they've done their duty down there. There was some cows. Maybe they've mated and they've and they've done their thing and they've spread their seed. Then they're going to come up and start looking for something else. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a pattern for sure that most hunters, if anybody's listening to this podcast, can can relate to. There's nobody moose, listening. Moose just don't come. Well, nobody. they will be. And they come in. And, and, and then all of a sudden, day four or five or six, all of a sudden you've killed a moose, maybe two or maybe three back to back to back or something like that. And that's something that is a, like a trend that I can say that I'm – but you no. guys don't go in there. Well, you st- yeah, you let, still. Let me do. let me just clarify yeah. really quick because I know that when we've gone in on our lots of our sheep hunts, it's like it's your year, Cisco. Yeah, it's mm. your year, Brandon. That's what it's I'm talking my year. about. So he's asking you when you guys go in there, oh. is it like okay, I got mine last year. Now, if the opportunity presents itself, where it sounds like you guys are in a more open area where like you can see it coming in, and you'd be like, okay. This is going to be yours, whereas Jack, you guys are in a tighter, maybe more woodsy area yes. where it's like, yeah, there's no time to be like, oh, it's supposed to be you, you know, you, you just got to get after it, it's gone. Yeah. And that's what I'm whereas saying. Whereas you might have more yeah. time to prepare where it's like, okay, if it comes in, you know, he's coming, let's get whoever's turn ready to go. Do you guys go in with that? Like it's your turn this year? Yeah. I mean, there's a general rule of a batting order okay. is what I call it. I call it a batting order. So you killed a moose. You're the last guy to kill a moose last year. So who's the first dude next in line? So it just rotates. You got four guys. He killed the last moose. He killed the first, second, third, boom, boom, boom. Now it's that dude's turn again. Got it. Now, in the instance of a situation where it happened to me last year where I worked these two bulls for like three or four days. I was the first one up every morning. That's Coffee. what that's what brought the whole story yeah, up was like, the three day call in. Yes, yes. Does it does it become an issue when when um, that happens? Or I mean, whatever, it was you know? definitely certain. I mean, I had a situation last year. Let me just admit, I worked a bull all morning. It was the first bull I got to start calling about eight thirty in the morning. I worked him until about eleven a.m. Yeah, and he and he stopped, and I'm just assuming he bedded down. And by that time, I've been up there since six a.m. I was freezing my ass off. I was so cold, man, and I just sat up there and sat up there and just. Went through it for hour after hour, and finally the sun came up, and and that call stopped, and I was like, oh, perfect. Go down, get some breakfast, warm up, take a quick nap, get back up here in the afternoon, see if this bull pops back up. Literally mirror matching his bedding sequence, because I'm pretty sure if he bedded down and got up, maybe pissed and took a drink or did something, he didn't go far. He was going to lay back down close by. And then like in the middle of the afternoon, one of my partners goes up, and He's just going up there to go check out stuff and get up on the knob, and he belted out a call, and sure enough, that thing bumped up and grunted, and then he went up and shot him. Yeah. And so I was like, God damn it, man. I worked that bull for three days, and then my boy just woke up at 11 o'clock after a hangover and went up there and shot a moose. You know, That's what I'm saying, yeah. So, so, I mean, 
at the, at the end of the day, it was like, man, day five, we were really, really excited to get a bull down, like, no matter what. Yeah. However, I put a lot of work into that thing. Yeah. And, and, and so for a second, I was kind of like, God damn it, man, I would have loved to have finished the job. But then but, how do you but, know specifically, do you know that that's the same bull that you worked or? I don't you, know. It's it's just I mean, a feeling like you know. Yeah, that, I mean, I just felt like you I, know what's in the area. Yeah, you're I felt in if I worked area. that area for five days, I felt like I knew if something you know. was around. Yeah, right. You know, and right, I, I've hunted right. the area enough to know where the different angles and drainages that they come out of, right. and how they kind of like kind of come up on the backside and trying to wind you. They mm-hmm. flank. They're yeah. they just they come up and flank. It's their thing. Yeah. And so, you know, but it could have been one of the three. There was three bulls that I saw the first night, so it could have been any. One of those, even though... So it's like a know, situational conversation you have, like, with whoever... I mean, he didn't know he was going to go up there that yeah. afternoon. He just was like, hey, I, I got up I got up at 11, I had breakfast, and I'm sitting around here drinking a day beer. I'm going to go up and go take a hike and get some fresh air. And yeah. he went up and did his thing and rousted that Of course you're going to shoot the bull you see. Yeah. yeah. And then well. and that was at 2.30 in the afternoon. And we're like, damn, that's not usually the t- time <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when you think a guy's going to kill a moose. It should usually be bedded down. If you woke up at 6 a.m. and you're just, you know, you put in the work for 12, you know, for five hours or whatever, yeah. and then. Well, you, know. you, go, you go into these hunts with the people that you go in with as a team. And so it's like, this is the hunt. We're going for this animal for everyone. I'm yeah. sure that's not like his. Oh, and no, he no, kept no, all the no, meat. hell no. You don't go no, in it like no, that. No, this no. is like a team and he just happened to be awake in the mm. right spot mm. at the right time and got it, you know? And I'm sure at first you're like, oh, I put a lot of the work mm. in and he was, he slept in. But in the end, it's like, well, we're all taking this yeah, together. I wasn't up, there to, I wasn't up there to take it. He was. Yeah. So at least we got him. Right. And, and that's the whole thing. You hear the stories of that, like where I've heard a lot of stories of that similar thing where there's kind of, I don't know. So it's, I think it's different for every, every group and the type of hunt that you're going on. Like, and I well, think, I, I think when you become like better friends with people and you fuck with them, yeah. then it happens more, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. one of our great point, Jack, our oldest moose hunting partners who passed away a couple years ago, he would fuck with my dad. Yeah. And he would go shoot the, the, they obviously, my dad's on the moose and he would yeah. go shoot it in front of my yeah. dad just to fuck with him. Yeah. But they're best friends and they're doing it on purpose. Yeah. And they both did it to each other. Yeah. Um, but in general, you're not doing that. You yeah. Because um, you know what I'm talking about. Like the, yeah. yeah but in that situation, he's story. not going to come running down the mountain and be like, Brandon, the bull that you've been calling all day is here. No. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, no, hey, exactly hey that saying. bull you called all day. It's like, no, you're yeah. there. Shoot Get him. him. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then coincidentally, six hours later, Eric's little boy, Mason, puts another one down the same day. The other so one you're calling that, in? Yeah. <laughs> so, so was it that bull or that bull? I, so you don't I, know. I feel like the best way to do it, is, if you're going on a moose hunt like that, the best way to do it is to get, if you get a moose, that's, that's oh, what that's you're there the for. Move. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But, but you have to communicate in the process. Like, I would yeah. have loved to have known, hey, I'm going up to the knob. Right. When you're leaving the same, you and, know, and, you're and starting then, at the same. Because I just woke up to a gunshot and I was like, oh, shit. What yeah. The? Like, and the, and that is the that is you know, true because then, the same thing happened to us on that hunt where communication in the field is important because yeah. all of a sudden you know we're hunting together we split up it's my son's it's my son's first you know he's going to get his first bull I want to be a part of it Daniel and him split up uh, split up with me went a different direction and then I realized that they were about to kill something 
And then I'm, I'm trouncing through trying to get to them because I want to be a part of it. And, you know, we, there was no communication on the split up. Not only does that put you in a, a difficult spot because of when you shoot, you don't really know where you don't. Tr- if, if, if we didn't communicate where we're going, what direction, where we're looking, you don't really know which, you know, where your friend is when that's you're shooting. Right. You yeah. think you do, but that's based on the last time you saw yeah. them. It's not based on. You have no I, idea the stock that could have transpired. From what the happened time you by the time you left presence. them. Yeah. And so when you think about all that, that's kind of what happened. And just communication on everything is just the most important thing. And all it takes is right. like, hey, we're going there. Yeah. And it's like, bam. And that's it. Deal. It alleviates yeah. so much. Yep. You know. Yep. And yep. it's easy so, in in the in the midst of a moose hunt, which can be long days, just dragged out. They drag, and yeah. you have long daylight, and they're hot in the midday, and, and you're just, just go like, about your business. There's a dog zone. day of time where you're just kind of like cutting wood, and then you're making coffee, and then it's now three o'clock. I'm gonna have a cold one, and then yeah. I'm gonna just have a nice crispy one. treat, and then I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna throw my boots on and go walk up the hill, and then yeah. there's a bull. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, no one was planning on that happening. Yeah. You yeah. know, but just to say, hey, hey I'm going to run up. I'm just going to run up behind camp. Right. And be like, cool, just tell one person. Now, he just did tell somebody. He did tell one of our hunting partners that he was going up. He did communicate. Yeah. I woke up to the gunshot like, oh, damn, like out of a dead sleep. Like, oh, yeah. heard it. And so then I was woke up kind of confused. And then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he shot it, you know, and and. You know, Eric was up there with me on the hill that morning calling that moose. And yeah. So, I mean, I just think it's really important to make sure you're, everybody knows where everybody is all the time, any time of the day. And and, and, and the thing is to know on a moose hunt is it can happen at any time. Yeah. Don't yeah. ever think that just because it's noon or one or three or whatever that like, oh, there's just nothing out there. Yeah. It can just happen. Those lunar can, hours are real too, though. So, uh, I mean, we see them yeah. at our camp where yeah. they get up and they take a pee or get some water. And I heard yeah. the most epic strategy of a guide that's a float hunter, actually, by the way. He, he's a 100% bona fide. He floats, and that's how he kills his moose. And, um, Marcos, can you close and lock the door? Or just or just not? Well, don't yeah, lock it. Just, it's yeah, all right. Pull it out. It'll, it'll lock. Um he called it the noon rush. And his philosophy was that he got up early in the morning. He called his moose or he, he had moose in the area or didn't or whatever the case is that they move all night, not full nocturnal up until about 10, 10 30 in the morning. They bed and at noon they wake up, they get a quick bite. They take a piss. They stretch their legs and lay back down until about four or five o'clock at night. So at noon, there's this, he is harvested, recorded and documented a ton of kills in at noon, 1, mm-hmm. 1.30, 11.30, midday, and where, stretch, where there's this stretch, move, where turn, there's this drink like, water, pee, movement. Yes, yeah. And, and, and of our like, I don't know, 20 moves we've taken in the last like 10 years, we probably killed at least five or six in the middle of the day. Yeah. Yep. You know, so it's a I thing. believe it's a in thing. the lunar thing. I mean, it's I'll watch it on my inReach when I'm out there, and then we'll get up on Spotting Hill during that period, and boom, here's suddenly some moose pop out for 30 yeah. minutes, and then they're gone again. I mean, I've been yeah. scouting for bears all spring and summer, and, and I've seen bears during the middle of the day all summer long. Yeah. Whereas normally you feel like they'd be in the spring or in the uh, – 
they're early morning or, or late at night, which they yeah. are out more often. There's no doubt about that. But if you just are out in the middle of the day yeah. at certain well, times. with the float I mean, thing, like leaving early, early in the morning and hitting that water is great. Right, it, you right have a really at good, first light. Good chance yeah. of just floating and seeing one on the banks. Right. Coming to get that morning water. And then as you continue that whole day, again at noon, you know, and hopefully you're at the spot, the next spot for the evening. But even floating late, yeah. even floating late at night where they're coming and they're moving, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and being prepared at any moment. I mean, it is good. To be, prepared, it is man. good because, like, one dude's obviously oaring, yep. so he's not going to be the shooter. Yeah. And so then the other guy needs to be prepared at all time, not like it's in the bag. Because yeah. they come to the creek or you see them around the corner, they're going to be like, oh, they see you, you see them. Yeah. And it's right then. Yeah. Or they're out. Yeah. You know? So. That makes it the any bull thing pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's really nice when you have a, a unit which are few and far between anymore in Alaska where you can actually go kill something um, where it just has to have antlers. And, and it, it's... Not fifty and three brow tine or fifty and four yeah. brow tine. So, but. just jumping in, some other really fun things that we missed out on so far is the Kenai bows. Like I love fishing the the beach oh, season oh, on the, the Kenai. Oh, you know that's coming up like the first week of August. Yeah, Greg got all excited money. when you said that. He was like, "Yeah, oh, Greg's Greg's a Kenai guy." Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. So I oh, mean, he's major Kenai guy, dude. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice to go out and catch a bunch of bows, have those 50 rainbow days if you're lucky. Um, so that that's on our uh, agenda. And then one of my favorite things to do um, is we end up, I spend up, I spend a lot of my days pressing apples during that time of the year, mm. which oh. is really, really fun. Um, you meet a lot of cool farmers. A lot of the trees that we planted and we grafted um, are now fruiting. So we're getting to do those. Um, and then we have community pressings over at Double Shovel, so that's really fun to be a part of, where people can bring in their own apples and make juice. And Ira, is Ira Edwards is the yep. the, the dude who kind of makes that happen. That's um, cool. So that one's super fun. And then uh, you know we're gonna get out in the sound for deer. I hope. Yeah. You know after. No doubt. Well, before the deer, you said you have the you want to go with the bow, and I yep. definitely have those weekends that are in between. Um, Sheep the sheep and, and the moose, yeah. and then after the moose, I still have that 485 in oh, my pocket. Right. Um, the only set plan I like to not have a plan because I know that it's, it's like that a way. midweeker. We yeah. can go 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 to your one of your spots and try to get your the bow if you can get it. If not, yeah. I can hit it with the, with the rifle. Yeah. But I like to lock in that last weekend, which is like when it closes on the 20th. I like mm-hmm. to be on the Denali Highway the yeah. 17th to the 20th so it's like if you haven't got yours yet yeah um if i haven't got mine yet or whoever hasn't gone i like to go out there um again with my son or whoever can go in september in september the end of the the end of the Mm -hmm. hunt and uh when when they're all herding up out there and just hopefully be on the right trail velvet fell off and yeah there's some right before rut yep Mm -hmm. right before rut and then and then go ahead and Mm -hmm. and get one out of there it's like the money time man right at the very end they're herded up, mm-hmm. and there's usually like bulls to pick from if you can find herds just right. Yeah, you know, and, gathered. And, and we've been That's lucky. Not the there's not a lot thing of people. to do to um, pick them out of a big herd either because not at all. Man. You no, know, it's very hard. Yeah, you know, like what happened to us last year. We we saw probably I don't know three four thousand of them gathered up, and we thought it was going to be a great day like what you and I had in 2016, and mm-hmm. where you get two side by side, and it didn't turn out that way because. 
it's hard to there's so many of them it's hard to get close yeah like you know like for my son you know he he you know he's looking through the scope he shoots one and there's you know it's in the midst of so many around them that it's just hard to it's hard to track whether you hit that one and you know it's it's difficult yeah and so. trying not to wound another animal or you know there's two stacked up right yeah so. yeah i love i really love that late late caribou hunt once the snow starts flying mm. they start getting that white mane yeah man they start Gosh. hurting up it's yeah. just it's just beautiful yeah that yeah there's the picture amazing. there of, of yeah. that late late that is actually on what september 20th yeah no, last day it's later oh. was that the, was, was that the time they the extended season, it 2016 mm -hmm. i believe yeah. yeah so sometimes adfng will if they don't get the numbers they'll extend it another week yeah i want to say and then for those that don't know, a lot of times they reopen it for the winter and that opens back up October 20th. And we like to go to um, the other side towards the Paxson side as they're all heading um, towards that way to the east, mm -hmm. you know, as they're all heading east up, up north and east and um, go out that way and, and, and try to get some caribou out that way if we haven't got them. I think you I know, during the regular hunts, those, those good moose hunts. Yeah, that was like there uh, it is right there. Oh, nice! That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's one of our be best years ever. Okay. So we're looking at a picture of um, the uh, Brandon's moose, moose, moose deal. Four big, big, big bulls. Well, not massive, but no, big there's bulls two, two nice ones, two big ones, and, and you guys yeah, are going in there with hummers and not yeah, hummers. something like that. I mean, yeah, Hummers, what I say? Damn, Ernie pulling there's, up. There's the big boy right there. <laughs> Argos, 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 Argos. And then I got, I was trying to get the moose the, on the boat. The one that was, yeah, let me get that one. I'll get it. Oh, is that on the, before oh, that we went on the McLaren there? Yeah. McLaren, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're just rifling through a bunch of pictures. We are, sorry. Um. So so any other miss, miss things that we missed there, Jack? Yeah, Anything else we needed I to hit? Something. You had something else you got yeah. going? So... So Kennedy, my daughter was, uh, you know, we were all excited about that uh, youth hunt, and uh, she actually has a moose too. She has an eighty bull. Moose That's right. Right. Yeah. So what's really cool and unique about this particular hunt this last year or this year is it runs through into January of twenty twenty two. So you're getting a sled. Um, we should go October and try to get something. What yeah, unit is it? So, um, it's north and it's the U or YC. Oh, what unit? It's 16? a sixteen. Yeah, this is all that meat that that uh, that one year with all those moose. You just see, there's like just a trailer full of meat. Yeah, boat trailer was hurting on that trip. So, so there's no, is there a set plan for that? A set date? I mean, I got some open, open dates and times where, you know, yeah. So that, that one, I actually, I, okay. So it runs, it runs late. Um, usually that it ends on the 25th, but it just keeps going into, uh, into the, into the next year or so into January. So I'm actually, I've got the last five days of September off <laughs> in, in hopes that there's enough water. Oh, so to, after to, the yeah, the yeah. caribou hunt ends on the twentieth, you have way after that. Even after the moose hunt ends, toward the end of the moose hunt in that unit. So when everybody else has to pack up and go home, I'm going to be out there for a couple more days. So my plan is to go up into that area and set up a camp, and then what go area? Up. Where you normally go? Oh, 
Um, I don't Somewhere really, else? I don't really have a plan. I mean, I have a plan, but I don't know exactly where it's going to be. Mm. Um, but it's going to be late. It's going to be skinny water, so it's going to be dependent on like conditions. Yeah. Which I can't dictate or say or any of that. I'm just going to. It's going to be wiggy season. No, it's going to be zero bag wiggy season. Let me tell you that. <laughs> it's going to be. And we'll get into the sleeping bags with the, uh, <laughs> with uh, the gear it's reviews. It's going to be long, coming. long wet boat rides. Let me tell you that. Yeah. So, and with my daughter being, you know, twelve, going on thirteen, about that time, I feel like she's at that age where she can handle that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a little, a little I'm bit. a little leery because I don't want to like do something that's just pure misery, which it can definitely be that. Yeah. I'll um, tell you what, I put the Wiggy Poncho over the um over the Sitka Puffy on that on that caribou trip that we went down the Sioux and I was fine. I didn't have any issue. I mean, that was a cold day coming out of there. That was cold, dude. Super cold. It was yeah. like a two and a half hour boat ride up Pier Misery. Oh, I remember. Misery. Yeah. Yeah, and just you were drizzle. Just taking it. Oh yeah. yeah, that was I it sucked. I was just toasted up. I had the um the Barney's woolly. Yeah. And then I had the I had the Minus thirty two base layer, and I had the the all the hunting gear, and then I had that puffy, that Sitka puffy, and the wiggies, toasted yeah. up. That Sitka one is pretty legit. I was good. I was feeling good. Yeah. You know, you're standing up behind that console. I mean, yeah. it's kind of hard to. You can sit and yeah, lean and do everything you can. It's just I mean, a long just, time. It just it's, it's just, a long just ride. exposed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, that's another thing that we're really looking forward to is, and if it doesn't pan out, then then we can go into the winter time. There's a winter yeah, time season, cool. and and that's a really popular opportunity that a lot of guys do where they fly in or ride snow machines and go in and harvest those moose out of there. And that's an option too. Nice. We don't have any um, vacations planned in the winter up until uh, all the way until March. So I think we can actually put that put that together in the event that we aren't able to get up there although i do want to do that late season moose hunt because if anybody's ever hunted moose or, or done the calling stuff in late september that's the prime primo. can we get the late september call <laughs> i mean it's Patreon. pretty much the same but oh, it's do you didn't put it do we not put it on a button yet <laughs> no we got to record oh that's 200 patreon 200 yeah, patrons yeah, stick with it okay let's go yeah. well Good i did number. one last 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 uh I don't know if I can do another. One. I mean, is that is that kind of played out? Can I do just do a bull one? call instead? Mm. Oh, I like that, Jack. Get a grunt. Mm. You yeah. just want it. Yeah, yeah, not quite. <laughs> you know what's wild about a bull grunt is you can hear it from so freaking far oh, away, it's dude. Crazy, isn't it crazy? They can be like a thousand yards away, and you can hear that thing I'm glucking. So excited yeah. to hear this. It, it's it's called it's called a gluck. It is a gluck. It's a gluck. Is it's 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 a. Close the window. Yeah, it's. Oh, it's here we like go. We I got, got full glock. I got off. one guy telling me to close it. One guy telling me to. Open well, it. I mean, until we're done. So I, I like to. Oh, do we're gonna just, do a full glock. Just a full, just a glut. Yeah. It sounds too shitty in the mic. Is it the mic? No, I mean because it has to. No, no, because it no, no, it has to. It has to carry. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know? that's the like, yeah. That's it's the not, whole point of it. Maybe you do it from back. Yeah. 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 No, it ain't doing it. No, it's. it's we'll work on it. No, after no, the show. And no, it we'll has to. No, board. seriously. Patreon. If, 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 if you know what I'm talking about, though, Jack. We're gonna it, give it away is, the moose calls on the Patreon. We'll no, it is. It is the full like. Yeah. You have to. 
It's, was, it's, it's light and we quiet. We had a great teaser going on until that. I know, and then I, I shit the bed. It like, bello- it like bellows from their chest. Yeah, like it comes gallop, from deep, so. and, and it's... Well, because you can see their chest and their, like, goat, like, Everything all just flexes moving. when they do it, so it, it it's a... It's like acid reflex at 2 a.m. <laughs> it's, with it's with girth. It's with girth. Yeah, like it... Yeah. it, it Need to go anybody that's ever heard a, a bull grunt, it is like from the soul. Yeah, and it yeah. like comes yeah. from deep it's and it like deep. carries a long way. So when you mm. try to grunt it, you kind of have to have like a um, almost a megaphone or some way to like yeah. expand it because it's quiet, but it carries super. Like one can be grunting and it's like, oh my God, he's right there, but he's 450 yards away. Oh, wow. You know, but yeah. you feel like he's like right on top of you. And then he gets closer and closer, and it's like, you can't tell that it's louder or quieter. It's the same tone. And then he gets there, and you're like, holy shit, he's 125 yards away, and he's standing there. Then your friend shoots him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he had the battle. Fall round John's John's boy is like, yeah, he's going down. (laughs) You took too long. I kind of feel shitty that I couldn't get the gluck going. Try again. No, No. No. We'll get it afterwards if you can't really get it. Patreon. It sucks. It, it, it's 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 this like thing that like yeah uh, man it's expansive. It yeah. seems it's very like it'd be expensive. Hey, thanks for setting me up the, for failure, Jack. Mic. I appreciate that. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm the one that asked you to do that. <laughs> you did. I said, what about the? How about, about this? When we're done, and we'll do a, do a couple I practices, and we'll get it right, and I'll just add it out the end. Let me just look. Hey, with the button. <laughs> Let me go out to Camel Creek here in five minutes. We'll have a bull over here humping yeah, the fucking yeah. tree. Well, it could be that's 80 degrees in this room, and it's hot. Sucking the chrome I'm so off hot of right now. <laughs> I'm sweating profusely. Uh, anything we missed? That We're only going up until, like, the end of September. Yeah, we can't go into, like, full deer mode. That's no, we're not going time. full deer mode yeah, yet. Not I yet. think that's all my stuff. Yeah. I know. I wish I got out for the bows, man. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. I mean, that's oh, I mean, and we didn't like, even go into the fishing. I mean, I love to go to the Russian River and try to pluck out a, a silver out of there. Mm-hmm. The rainbows, the middle. Um, we kind of just like oh, the whole. We su- talked so much fishing the last time. It was like let's kind of yeah. like move on. Well, to something the whole else. Sioux drainage is just epic from like mid July, pretty much now all the way up and through September. Yeah. Go to Little Sioux, Alexander, Squetna, Yetna, Bird hunting. Creek, we didn't get in there. Yeah. Deshka, all that stuff is just awesome silver fishing. Yeah. And birds, rabbits, yeah. the whole thing. I mean, maybe yeah. we can bring that up a little bit later. We'll yeah. definitely be I doing mean, another ptarmigan mountain hunt this year. Oh, that's yeah. fun, too, Last man. year we did that in October. But, yeah, it's yeah, pretty much like nice. a one-day sheep I would hunt. like to go with my tail. Can I, can I ask you something miles. about those, those upland birds real quick? Yeah. Though? Are they eating pine needles? No, I mean the ones I'm shooting are eating berries. Oh, so the, the like the frozen like shriveled ones at the end. I mean, I would they're, they're still there. I mean, the valleys that we're hunting uh, like their bellies have are very full of prolific berries, uh, crow and blueberry berries. The blueberries you're starting to see some like fermentation in the berries, but no, they taste delicious. Delicious. Time um, again. I'm just saying if you if you hunt yeah. if you hunt those pine needle birds, man, they taste like gin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what, a spruce gum that tastes like gin is no bueno. Yeah. Tastes like gin. It tastes like gin. Yeah. You know. You know, like gin tastes like. Yeah, I know what gin tastes like. Yeah. Yeah. Really? You ever eaten a piece of meat? I can't drink Juniper. gin because of that to this day. Okay. I so OD'd on it in high school. How about how about deep frying this beautiful spruce oh, hen man. breast? Mm. Tastes like gin. And then it, you bite into it and dip it in the most ranch dressing and sriracha you could possibly <laughs> try, and it's still 
Yeah. Tastes no, like we're gin. doing yeah. ptarmigan. Okay. So. We'll, we'll visit yeah, dipping in tonic, time. bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all <laughs> water. Just neutralize it. <laughs> Um, well, we still have boater safety coming up. They yep. are coming next mm-hmm. week, so you guys have one more week to hit us with your crazy boat stories, um, questions um, for the boat safety people. Um, after that, we are going to focus on some gear review stuff. Uh, so if there's anything specific you want to do, we're definitely doing backpacks. We're definitely doing stoves, sleeping bags. Um, I got a really the special main, the main The main items. Two. We'll wait. Oh. Yeah, wait, special wait. hunting Shh. technique. Is that the guy who taught you how to moose call? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite, but he might be teaching me how to hunt another way. So, oh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty out. cool. Yep. Patreon. Patreon. Right. 200 <laughs> members. Tune in. Yep. Patreon.com slash Alaska Wild Project. Go there or just go to our website. It's the easiest way. Just go to AlaskaWildProject.com. It's right at the bottom. Patreon. Click on it. If you're a friend of mine, I ain't seen your name on there yet. You know what I'm saying? It's five I bucks. Know, man. I'm gonna you know, make I, that happen. Like I know, I know you, you get the coffee every day. I start a trend. Like just right throw now, five dollar bill on it. After and right now, I'm gonna go subscribe, and it'll be one of those charges that goes on my credit card, and I don't know what they are, but there's a whole lot of them that just happen every month, like <laughs> that Tudor Guy dot com and this <laughs> Hockey Live TV, and this like it's it's like I just get nickel and dimed away, but. Yeah, so I'm gonna get our Patreon, Patreon on there. Yeah, yeah, all of y'all that had the NHL it's $5? app. That's it's, a, it's five bucks. Oh man, I got it's you. Five I mean, bucks. it's whatever you want to put I on got, there. I, I mean, it's oh, five dollars, twenty dollars, a hundred dollars. See, like, that's whatever. the way. Oh, I can. No, it's whatever. I can. Whatever you want to. Whatever you want. Yeah. If you're a dollar, you can do if you're a dollar guy, but for five dollars, I can be a Patreon. One dollar. You can just throw down. I'm gonna get additional content on top of the amazing stuff you guys already provide. We're gonna give you the Brandon's how to. Moose call. Okay, direct links. The real one. Moose call. The wow. real, the real yeah. one. We gave you the, you know, the, yeah, the free well, one. We gave you the, the, you know how you get the free version? I'll talk to you guys about that later. <laughs> well, <laughs> I swear, so, guys, yeah, better okay. than that. Okay, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to be the first one. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to give you guys five a month, and then, you know, we'll go from there. All right, and then once we get I'll to 200, to we're coming with the sicka story. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're coming with a whole bunch of crazy 200. stuff, dude. We're coming with the Annie story. Mm. Oh, yeah, any story, story. Yeah. any story, dude. Will Fortune, baby. Yeah, I'll we got we have I'll lots of uh, crazy stories that will only be told on Patreon because mm-hmm. that's like exclusive private. They can't kick us off uh, YouTube and stuff like that mm-hmm. too either. Yeah, unedited, unedited <laughs> versions. <laughs> yeah, trust me, folks. Unlike there's there's, there's shit, more. There's more than versions. Yeah, yeah she, so the guy who was hating because I said the F word three times in the sheep hunting video, this he is said, not for you. I heard the F word, lost interest. I'm like, oh, well, I'm sorry that you <laughs> watched the sheep hunt and they cussed a little bit. Oops. Yeah, you must have never been sheep hunting. Yeah, you must yeah, have never yeah. slept on the ground or suffered injury or dehydration or full seize up cramps. So, yeah. <laughs> Or gone the wrong way on day one. <laughs> or just lived. Or just lived, yeah. My mom says we should use better language, but. Oh, hey, is. this is our generation. This is how we talk. We're not. I don't yeah. think we're over extravagant with either. it. No, dude. I mean, you know, we have other things, things to worry right. about. I think you're less. I mean, I think you're cautiously careful of what you're. Yeah. You know, yeah, it could be different compared to what I see. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got me here. <laughs> yes, yes. You know? Thank you for coming out, Josh. Out thanks for your yeah, insight, yeah, thanks, Josh. Yeah. What about the crew, man? We got Greg, we got Marcos. We, we got, got Greg in here. Today. We got Marcos from out of town. Thanks Greg's for coming in, boys. Thing, little yeah. view. I loved hearing your guys' laughs in the background, man. It was nice. I you know, a little bit of a 
a little bit of a crowd, a little extra listeners. No, it's nice, man. We're, hey, what about the new studio, man? We're going to be moving into the new studio. I heard there's a bar going to be there. Is there a bar? Well, well there's a lot of high hopes of I mean, what's going to happen gonna in there. There's going to be a bar. Let's talk about it. I mean, Let's just say it's we gonna, are moving it's into a new space. AWP lounge, all right? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we'll do some private podcasts. Private parties. Catering yeah. license, the whole nine. Who knows? Yeah. Watch a fight. Treehouse <laughs> samplings. <laughs> Open air. AKO <laughs> samplings. Yeah. The new, we get the new cider out first. There we go, Marcus. Oh, man. Tapped in. Just tapped That's in. It. But you got to be a Patreon. I mean, you're not even going to get yeah. the invite. <laughs> yeah. If you're not the first 200. Let's talk about it. First 200 getting invited to the live podcast <laughs> in the studio. Yeah, well, let's, give Heather, let's give Heather some love. Oh, yeah. Heather, he, oh, yeah. Heather's choice. Get it. Heather's this choice. Now, this is the time. Now, this time. Go to Heather's choice. Season. Yep. Heatherschoice.com. The promo code is Alaska Wild, 15% off. That helps her. That helps us. That helps the entire Alaska community. Marcos. I've been hearing you say Heather. I've been I know you've been hearing me saying you, but I ain't seen that you got some yet. I think she has veterans down on the analytics. Don't trip. See, he, he's on the analytics. Yeah, he's I watching. see the analytics. I didn't. I didn't see no one <laughs> from. He knows when your email address comes up. I know when you're sleeping. I know. In Seattle, who's listening? Yo, do you even listen, bro? Like, no, there's some, there's, there's a lot of listeners in Seattle. I'm gonna pin, I'm gonna draw it down and see if they're really right there where you're at, though. Fedway, Fedway. Yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. AlaskaWildProject.com for everything that you heard here. We appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Bye. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness? Are you not overcautious? When you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance company, providing services such as weekly lawn maintenance, driveway sweeping, snow and ice management, and tons more. Get your free estimate today at LawnProAK.com. Anchortown Dogs, located at 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchortown Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Menegato's Accounting, locally owned and operated advisory and tax accounting solutions. Passion, experience, diligence. Learn more at menegatosaccounting.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out at doubleshovelcider.com. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. 
Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be high-performing and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com.